Morning, team. Nice to be company. Welcome to Sunday morning on LBC 97.3. It's Steve Allen with you until 10 o'clock this morning. Um, I can't remember if they said it's going to rain today. I cannot remember if they said rain or is it... It's sunshine, isn't it, today? So we're all right. Rain yesterday, apparently. I seem to miss the rain. I either sleep through it or it just doesn't arrive in our area. I sort of look out the window, people go, oh, it's going to rain today, and I go, good Lord, can't believe it. Uh, we've got a special how low for you today. It's your chance to get your hands on a Sony Vio laptop. Will Gowing will be in to look at the papers, and Darren will sort out all your computer problems. All of that, your texts and emails, the papers, and Jedward sharing a bath. All between now and ten on LBC. On FM, online and... Morning, team. Nice to have your company. Welcome to Sunday morning. Sorry, it's got to be said. Jedward in a bath together. I don't think so. You're 19. You're 19. You're not seven years old. There's something very odd about that couple. There really is. I mean, it's just, they're just too peculiar. And then they've moved in. Uh, Mohammed Al-Fayed. Sally Burko uh, cried. I'm just telling you because nobody's watching it now. 5.1 million first night. Tumbled to zero. And uh, they can't drum up interest. The reason is, it's the same old, same old. Nobody's got, nobody's got any personality in there. They're all desperately sad. Um, you know, if you were Sally Burko, she was nominated by Kerry Katona for her to go. And the rest of us are going, good, get her out. But of course, her raison d'etre is to stay in as long as possible. But uh, she has to go. I'm, I'm gonna, I'll make a prediction. I think their marriage, Sally Burkos, is going to hit the rocks when she comes out. I've just got a feeling, because I think she thinks that... I don't know what she thinks, actually. I think she's going to launch herself as some celebrity on the scene. But she's not interesting enough. She's not as exciting as as other people could be. Whereas, whereas Jedward seem, seem to keep up this relentless... You really want to slap their legs, don't you? Because they're so annoying. They sort of jump on beds, they do all this sort of thing together. And then they had a bath together, and it's at that moment... That the television... I can't... I couldn't think of anything... There's nothing that would get me in there. No amount of money, Johnny. I, I just wouldn't... I, I just can't think of why you'd want to go into somewhere where the cameras watch you all the time and people are now aware of what they do. I mean, in the first series, we've said before, when, when they first put it on the television, it was great because nobody... Within about an hour, they'd all forgotten that they were being filmed all over the place. So we had nudity, we had all sorts... Which, which made it more interesting... Well, it did for me, anyway. And then, gradually, they all learned... <coughs> sorry. They... <coughs> God, dust in this place. Um, they, they all learned how to play the game and how to sort of behave badly and to make sure they got themselves on camera. So, and, and now, it's gone so far down the line. To be honest with you, I don't know why anybody would ever book Kerry Katona for anything. She's a boring waste of space with a stupid haircut now. And, and she doesn't contribute anything. She has got nothing to say. Uh, Jordan, of course, isn't going in. She's on holiday, looking a bit cheap. She's in the papers today. Can't help it, poor soul. And they've now moved in, Mohammed El-Fayed, who came up with the line, perhaps they'll be phoning Harrods Food Hall. You have to explain to this poor little man, you don't own Harrods anymore, Poppet. OK, you sold it way above the price, as far as I was concerned, but you've sold it anyway. What you're doing in there, I've got no idea. I really have got no idea. Mind you, I don't know what half of them are doing it in there for, unless you just say it's, it's a fee. And in which case, we had the X Factor. Oh, my goodness. He's made the papers. And the reason he's made the papers is because he was the bloke who couldn't sing. And he was rude to Talisa. He called her some very nasty words. He's a very nasty little piece of work. He can't sing. He's got no talent. And he's got one of those silly little girly tattoos on his wrist. You know, and you know that somebody's a bit subhuman, I'm afraid, when they've got that. He couldn't sing first time round. He comes back in. He just said, oh, you're just a Cheryl Cole lookalike kind of... He was just an idiot. You know, a rather stupid little girl's blouse who's got no talent whatsoever. And what they could have done 
is they could have taken it out. They could have not shown it on the television because he's the one who's getting the coverage. So what they're now doing on The X Factor is they're encouraging bad behaviour because that was filmed weeks ago. That would be, I would think, between six to ten weeks ago. You'd have to ask Dawn. She remembers going to the first ones of these. So what they've done is they've sort of done them and then they'll start editing to put in, because I've explained before, it's a TV programme and they're looking for ratings and ITV cannot get ratings at the moment. So the X Factor will save them and you know it's X Factor because it's heading to Christmas because the Christmas number one will be another numpty. And we still... Has last year's winner recorded anything yet? Has he been in the charts? I've lost track of where these people are. Matt Cardle, has he been in the charts yet? Or, or are we kind of forgetting about him? Are they going, oh, can't really do anything with him? Great voice, but, I mean, frankly, can you sell records on the back of that? I don't know. Because it's taken a long time. We're now into the next series, and I'm still waiting for him to hit the charts and be number one. Whereas we've had Sher Lloyd, and uh, I think that's the last you'll see of her. To be honest with you, I don't hold up much hope. But uh, they were showing a programme on the television that's early as this morning. Greatest dance crazes. Songs that have influenced dance crazes. And thriller. And people learning how to moonwalk. And it turned out Michael Jackson never invented the moonwalk. He nicked it off a guy called Jeffrey Daniels, who was with a group called Shalimar, who was doing it back in the 80s. And Michael Jackson saw it. It wasn't called moonwalk then, but Jeffrey uh, did it. And, and he taught it to Michael Jackson. And so we all watched. So that was that. And the other one, they had, they had the Macarena. No, I don't know about anybody. They had the choreographer of the Macarena on, you know. The Macarena. Eh, Macarena. I could never do the dance, but I used to love watching people doing it. It sort of amused me because it's a bit like line dancing. Years ago, people danced, you know, in, in the early days to Tamla Motown and you just walked up and down in a big line. If there was about 200 of you, it looked really good. And you'd, then you'd walk forward and then you'd, you'd clap. It's a bit like, don't break my heart, my achy, breaky heart. And you do, and you do that, that clap, because it's, even people who can't dance and have got two left feet can actually manage to do a bit of line dancing. It's not, and you also get to put the cowboy outfit on, which is really butch. And then you put the tassels and the fringes on. It doesn't look so butch. It kind of looks a bit gay. And the next thing, you're in a gay line dancing outfit. And, and before you know where you are, you know, you're riding side saddle and going yee-haw to anybody who'll listen to you. But I love, I was watching these people, and they had people on there talking about how dreadful the Macarena was. And all I, and I found myself, I mean, how sad am I? They had the choreography, you go, da, 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 and then cross over here, cross over there, and then on the, and I'm doing it on the settee. I'm doing it on the settee. I'm learning the Macarena. I was doing it. I was a eh, Macarena. And it was, I was, I looked quite good, actually. Uh, Mitchell says, we've just got home from Carlos and Charlie's in Cancun, Mexico, and realised it's only 6.15 in London. We said, uh, don't worry, Steve Allen's on. Great to hear your voice for the in conversation. <laughs> yes, that's the repeat of last week's. New one is tonight. New one is tonight of in conversation. It'd be nice to see Will Gowing in to do the papers. Haven't seen him for ages. Haven't seen him for ages and ages. If he comes in with a different face, OK, we'll know he's been away with the surgery. OK, because I think he, 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 he would actually talk about having... I think he's spoken about having surgery before. What if he'd have a go for the Sony Vio laptop? Yeah, I think he, he has said that, hasn't he? He has said that he would have surgery. It was Johnny and I. We'd, we don't need it. We don't need it. You know. And I've, I've done really well this week. I've had no cakes, no biscuits, no sweets, no bread. And when I've got home in the morning, normally I would have... Yes, yeah, just, just wine. I'm now drinking. Luckily, I'm down to six bottles a day, which is pretty cool, isn't it? So you're hearing this programme as the result of a misspent youth, I'm afraid. And norm- I, I would get home in the morning at about eight o'clock... And you'd think, what can I have that's nice and quick? Because you can't do sausages because they take forever. And so I would do toast. And I'd have toast with peanut butter on it. Yum, 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 yum. And, and you'd have two pieces. And you'd think, I'll just have another two. 
So you put another two in here. Oh, I feel really guilty. Oh, quick, eat them quickly. It's like eating Pringles. You start off eating one, and then you discover you can pick up ten and get ten in your mouth at the same time, because they're all the same. And so I would have the toast, and now I've, I've stopped doing that, because I think bread is really bad. Nick Majerison said he's cut out bread completely. And I said, I don't think we get very good bread in this country. I think you get better bread ab- abroad. German bread and Austrian bread is really lovely. Really, and tastes like proper bread. I mean, most of our uh, most of our sort of stuff isn't isn't actually that good. But then we, we, we're geared by price, I suppose. But uh, I'm eating fruit. So anyway, so anyway, I would get in the morning and not have toast now. What am I eating? Salad. I have a big bowl of salad in the morning with some cut up ham on the top of it and some salad cream for breakfast. I know, but but there's no rule that say you cannot have salad for breakfast. There is no... People just think you have to have bacon, sausage, egg, tomato, fried bread. You see, you can have curry for breakfast. I mean, I'm not. I'm trying to be really good and cut out, you know, anything that I think's got too much sugar in. So I've cut out the cereal. But actually doing without bread and butter is, is good. I'm, I'm convincing myself that it's good. And it's worked, being a diabetic, because I'm doing really good numbers. 4.7 this morning, which was very good. And I'd eaten three plums... And, and a whole box of um, of doughnut peaches. And I thought, perhaps I can get away with that. And I can, actually. So, to cheer myself up this morning, it's the Steve Allen Howlow competition, and it's a Sony Vio laptop. Hands up, who does not need a Sony Vio laptop? See? Nobody. Everybody wants an extra laptop. Johnny wants, uh, you know, the iPad 2. But uh, might have to settle for iPad 1, I'm afraid. Um, <laughs> which is just, it's just as good. It's OK, you know, you can be cool with it. But this particular computer I'm offering you this morning will go for pennies. It's got 320 gigabytes of hard drive, the built-in webcam, uh, Wi-Fi, quite clearly, a standard. And you can watch DVDs, listen to music, access the internet. Now, the person with the lowest unique bid will win, which is the lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. I'm going to bring the hammer down this morning at 10 o'clock. So to play this one, you text Steve, S-T-E-V-E, capitals or whatever, followed by your bid in pence and send it to treble eight two one. So, for example, if you want to bid £2.11, pence, you text Steve, S-T-E-V-E, 2011. That gives you £2.11. So 211 is £2.11, isn't it? 211 is 2.11. And then you send that to treble eight two one. If you want to bid 79 pence, you text Steve, 79, and then the... Uh, and then the treble eight two one. Now this competition finishes at ten o'clock this morning, so you've got two and three quarter hours. You've got to be over sixteen, I'm afraid. Entries are limited and cost one pound fifty plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. And I'll remind you of that a little bit later on. I got sent in some lovely theatre programmes from a lady called Jean, who lives in Tooting. Jean, thank you ever so much. I'll, I'll send you a. Uh, something in the post. Oh, I knew there was something I've got to bring out. I'm giving myself a letter. The things I keep reminding myself I've got to do. And she sent me in all these programmes, and one of them is the programme for Carry On London, which had Sid James and Barbara Windsor and all the Carry On team. And she's got some really nice programmes, some from the London Palladium, which cost sixpence. Uh, there's an old one for the Black and White Minstrel Show. There's a, a real good selection, so it was nice. She said, I'd only throw them out. I thought, no, never throw things like that out. I'm always a human dustbin for that kind of stuff and absolutely love it. So thank you very much indeed. I shall send you something in return. What on earth we can send you in return? I've got no idea. I'll find something, actually. I'll find something. Uh, Noreen says, I expect you saw The X Factor. Hope you enjoyed it. We were out. And I gave up on Celebrity Big Brother within 40 minutes the first night. 
I, th- I think that's what the audience are thinking. It's it's not interestingly, it, it, it's not interesting enough for for people. I'm afraid, I don't think so. I think it's it's been done. It's cost them a fortune, cost them an absolute fortune. I think they paid two hundred and twenty million for the rights, and they've obviously it's Richard Desmond. He's got loads and loads of money. I think it was kind of a waste. I think they've wasted their money on it. It's it's not, you know, it's it's the kind of thing you watch. You go, okay, enough. Couldn't couldn't be bothered whether I ever saw it ever again. Uh, Paul in Manchester says we know it's nearly Christmas because the X Factor's back, Steve. We had been told there'd be less bad behaviour after the boobs fiasco the other year. Within five minutes, we had Frankie, the eighteen-year-old boy from Brighton, dropping his designer knickers to show us the tattoos of the women he'd slept with whilst working away. Worryingly, they paid him the privilege of having their names put on his bottom. I felt like getting up a collection to add another one, possibly saying pimp. I don't know why these people... But what does that got to do with anything when you show people these things on the television? George, the rather worrying boy, who, with his mates, insulted everybody the other year, came on insisting he was a changed man and had matured. Within two minutes, he'd been extremely rude to Talisa, had a go at all the panel... He was just a rather silly little girl's blouse, I think. Looks like a silly little girl's blouse. Behaves like a silly little girl's blouse. No talent whatsoever. And uh, Janet from Ireland. And uh, we heard from her how great she was. Nice girl, but like Marmite. You either love her or you hate her. 17 minutes past seven is time. Let's check on the rose with Craig Birchall. Morning, Steve. Thank you. Anti-clockwise on the M25. Morning, everybody. 7.20. I bet you're all dancing the Macarena. I've got this Macarena tune, but I don't know the words to it. But I've, I, I, can, I can do the movements below the desk. If you could see this programme now, you would appreciate just how versatile I can be. Uh, going back to Paul and talking about the, uh, the X Factor, which is doing exactly what it says it wouldn't do before. Uh, George was the rather worrying boy. This is George Gerasimu, a rather silly little girl's blouse. He's got tattoos all round his neck, so uh, he'll be totally useless to anybody. He wouldn't want to be served by him in a shop. And I don't think his level of intelligence actually goes that far. He's got his piercing through his eyebrow. Uh, he says that going on the X Factor has ruined his life. Good. Good. Grow up. Stop being a silly little girl's blouse. Anyway, he then brought on a friend to offer support to him, and she turned out to be as foul-mouthed as he was. A rather disgusting waste of space. Go away, you silly little girl. You don't need silly little idiots like you. Janet, I mentioned. The two most frightening acts, says Paul. Goldie the 48-year-old from Hong Kong who spent half the time being sick and in yet another flagrant breach of the rules got to sing twice. Yes, they, they, they fiddle it. It's as fiddled as much as you want a programme to be fiddled because they're making a programme. I keep explaining to people the rules are there to be broken and they're, they're trying to make entertaining television. There must be. We've talked about it for 15 minutes so far. But, uh, and there was Kitty who, after being told to stop talking, seemed to morph into about four persons. Lady Gaga and Jack Nicholson and The Shining being two that came to mind. Might give it a wide berth next week, along with All-Star Family Fortunes. Yes, another marvellous programme, hosted badly, I'm afraid, with Sam Aston's family, that's Chesney and Corrie, who brought a whole new meaning to the words thick as planks. I'll tell you what was really dreadful this week. <laughs> dreadful. And I think it must have been an old one. It was All-Star Mr and Mrs. That's where Pip Schofield and, uh, and some fat bird bring on people who aren't married. And who was the most irritating woman? Anthea Turner. Anthea, my God, you could understand why nobody wants to employ her on the television. What an irritating little so-and-so she is. What a stuck-up little madam. What a, a woman who quite clearly thinks she's terribly funny and, and had nothing. She had no... She had nothing, no ability to do anything at all. She was fake, she was plastic, she was ghastly. And it turned out that little Grantie, 
Oh, what a success story he's made of himself. Uh, he also wasn't much fun either. Marginally better than Herbert. Of Because Anthea Turner was instant telly turn-off. You remember that Eamon Holmes, they're about the only decent thing ever said, used to call her Princess Tippy Toes. She used to present with him on the television. She was exactly like that. Ghastly. Ghastly. Dreadful. Peter says, I've never been married, but I cannot understand how you can have a Tory politician and a Labour activist married. Their views on everything are so different. Over the dinner table, she says, isn't Miliband a great leader? And he says, the bloke's an idiot. Yes, makes for a dinner. Actually, in the case of, of Sally Burko, it's a case of, I'm going to go and get a job and be a celebrity. And he's gone, don't be so silly. You haven't got a personality. And she's going, I'm going to be an opinionated person. She's a bit like Nancy Deluge, strictly dancing on ice thing or dancing somewhere. I wish it was on another planet, really, because she's another one of life's bores. And I got into an argument on Friday with John Warrington, who said he likes Sally Burko. And I said, but she's got no talent. What is it? You can understand somebody going on a programme if they've been a successful singer and they fall on hard times or they juggle or they're particularly intelligent or there's something about them. There's nothing about her. She's on the same level without the drugs, as Kerry Katona, who's also got no talent. We put these people on there, and we wonder why we end up with the low-rate television and low-ranking so-called third-rate celebrities who don't even rank as third-rate. I mean, Sally Burko, so far into the gutter, you might as well, you know, just give up now. Her claim to fame is she's married to the Speaker of the House. Nancy Delolio, what is your claim to fame, Popsy? Ah, oh, you slept with an old man. That's what it was. I knew there was something. And for that, you become famous. Kerry Katona, what were you famous for, dear? I love my kids. I love my... Oh, shut up. Shut up, shut up, shut up. We've heard it three million times. Like Jordan. The press are always writing wrong things about me. What? What have they written that's wrong, dear? You know, none of it that's ever affected your life. Told you before, I find it a little bit more worrying that she's got the camera crew in while the kids are in the bath. But there you go, that's just me. And here she is, Jordan, relaxing at a villa in Marbella, surrounded by friends, family and her lover, Leandro Penna. When you say friends and family, I always call them hanger-oners. So she'll be out there with a queenie makeup artist and somebody else. And uh, it's amazing. £40 million fortune and still manages to look cheap. I don't understand it. How can you, honestly, with £40 million quid, look this cheap and tacky? And she does look cheap and tacky. Pink bikini, dear. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Only worn by chavs. Only worn by chavs, I'm afraid. Uh, also, the paper today. Oh, good news. Colin and, uh, and Chris Weir have bought um, a Range Rover. You don't know who they are, do you? Of course you know who they are. You know who they are. They won £161 million on the lottery. And they finally spent £23,000 on a Jeep. Give the money back. You're not enjoying it quite clearly. There's a picture of them. Uh, 161... So I'm feeling quite ill, actually, when I read it. 161,653,000. Don't think they'll be worrying about the gas bill. Has anybody changed? I don't know. I got a thing through the other day, and I'm debating whether I do it. And it's from AOL, saying that uh, they can take over my phone line and save me a fortune as against BT. And I thought... Do I want to be with BT? I'm not sure if I'm... And at one time, it was it was a monopoly, wasn't it? Now, it, it, it doesn't matter so much. And I don't know. Should I change from BT, who, to be honest, I, I don't use the phone at all. Makes no, I just use it because the computer's connected to it. Because I use my mobile at home. I only use my mobile. I don't use a home phone. I don't know why. I just don't, for some strange reason. I've kind of managed to do without it. So, do I change to AOL? Or do I have to ask Darren. He will know the answer to this. 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Oh, there's a walk today. In fact, there is a walk today, and I think it's in Hyde Park, but I'll tell you about it in one second. Don't forget, if you've got a question for Darren, then do please send it in 
to steve at lbc.co.uk. Don't leave it late. I've got, uh, I've got a couple of questions in already. And so, if, if you get the opportunity, uh, do send them in as quickly as possible. So it's steve at lbc.co.uk. Now, the quicker we get them in, and don't make them long-winded, you know, if it's a, a short, you can pracy it down to a few lines, that'll be very, very good. Yes, it's the, uh, the Walk for Crones in Hyde Park today. Now, I know there are a lot of people uh, getting up, and you can register on the day at 11 o'clock at the bandstand. Costs £15, and that includes lunch, tea, a T-shirt, and live entertainment. So if you fancy it, Rick Parfit Jr. is opening the event and talking about his experiences living with Crohn's. Uh, there are doctors on hand to do Q&A sessions, and there's dance groups. They've got 400 applicants already, so they would love you to join them. So if you want to walk for Crohn's, it's only 15 quid, and you get all your food sorted out and a T-shirt as well, which is good news. And it starts in Hyde Park. You can register at 11 o'clock, OK? 11 o'clock today. So good luck to all those walking for Crohn's in Hyde Park. Something we've talked about on the programme before. And they raise uh, an awful lot of money. And uh, today would be nice. There's 400 already registered, but they'd like a whole lot more. So if you're not doing anything today, why not go walk for a very good cause? This is LBC 97.3. The Samsung Brand Store has all the IT essentials you need for college or uni. From the latest range of Samsung laptops, printers and... Morning, everybody. So in... in uh... In your mind, you should be thinking about the Crohn's Walk in London today. And so you can register at 11am at the bandstand in Hyde Park. £15. It's near Hyde Park Corner Station. And for that, you get lunch, tea, a T-shirt and live entertainment. And they've got doctors on hand as well. And if you don't know about it, it's worth walking anyway. It's only 10 kilometres, he says, from the safety of his studio. It's only 10 kilometres. I don't think I could manage that. Although I've been so good this week. I mean, cutting out the bread and everything else. I'm, I think I'm doing really well. Uh, Mark and Rowan Chingford, listening on the iPad in Milton Keynes. It's good, isn't it? Uh, and they, they very kindly sent me the words to the Macarena. And to be honest with you, I must, have, I must have missed out on this one because I get the first bit. When I dance, they call me Macarena. And the boys, they say that I'm Buena. They all want me. They can't have me. So they all come and dance beside me. Move with me. And then the, I don't understand where it goes after that. Move with me, jam with me. And if you're good, I take you home with me. And then it goes <laughs> to whatever language it is. And then I, all I know is, hey, Macarena. Aye. And I think the, the best thing to do is just to do the dance. I might actually get... I've ordered a DVD. Uh, sorry, a CD. And it was advertised on the television. I got so excited by it. And I'm, I've got all the tunes, but I want them all on one CD. And I think it's called something like Sunshine or Peanuts or so. I don't know. It's got all things like Na Na, Hey Hey, Kiss Him Goodbye. All the stuff that, uh, that uh, Noreen and I absolutely love. All that stuff. There's another walk taking place. This is in November. I thought I'd tell you now. This is the London Bridges Walk and it's for World Diabetes Day. And this one is eight miles long, takes in some of the best sites. You can register for London Bridges at diabetes.org.uk. OK, London Bridges at diabetes.org.uk. And that's coming up in November. You could probably just go to the diabetes uh, website and they can, they can direct you, I think, which will go, uh, go very well. They'd love it. And uh, Bubbles from Hadley Woods. Good luck to Mum and Dad, Marsha and Nigel, Big Sister Claire and everybody else taking part in the Walk for Crohn's. So it kicks off at 12 o'clock, but you can register from 11. OK, so good luck to, uh, to all the, uh, the family there for that one. Hope you raise lots and lots of money. I hope they do raise lots of money. I don't think anybody ever mentions Crohn's. We talked about it because I know a, a number of people who've actually got it. 
and uh, and it, it just can make your life hell. But there is there is help there. There is help. It's just making sure that everybody else is is aware of it. Uh, Erica says, I noticed whenever I ate bread, after about half an hour, my legs felt a bit weak and I felt quite tired. Visited one of those clinics that test you for allergies. Didn't mention the bread thing to them and it came out. I'm okay with French wheat, but not very good with English bread. I often buy that cook in the oven French baton from Waitrose or Marks do French batons made with French wheat. Must be the preservative. I'm thinking as well, the X factor should be exterminated. Well, they're doing all the things they said they weren't going to do. We're still watching it. Still watching it. Imagine somebody who isn't watching this morning, old James Whale. He's off out in his Lincoln Green, his little, out, his, his little quiver and his little bow and arrow, and he's going down deep into the woods to, to fire arrows. We're never too sure about I mean, he, he does go. We don't know why he does it at this time of the morning. But uh, he, he, he toddles off quite happily, bless his heart, and, uh, and seems, seems quite happy with life. I think it, keeps, it gets him out of the house. Gets about the house. The wife's quite happy. Uh, 84850, uh Sid says, you're rather hard on Sally Burko. It's the 21st century. Why should she live in the shadow of her husband? I didn't say she should live in the shadow of her husband, but though, frankly, she should be washing up and bringing children up into the world and certainly not going out to work. It's a disgrace that women in this day and age have to actually go out and work and we should have taken the vote away years ago. Let's face it, he said... Ten years, we have a generation of people who are stars without any talent, just famous for being in some ghastly reality show. I hardly watch TV these days, prefer the radio. Well, then, how could you contradict yourself? One minute you're saying you're, you're hard on Sally Burko, and now you're saying we've got all these stars without any talent. That's exactly what she is. She has no talent at all. She's the speaker's wife. It's like putting Nancy DeLolio into anything. She's got no talent apart from going out with old men. You know, and sort of having this rather delusional, inflated view of herself. It's all a little bit worrying, I'm afraid. A little bit worrying. A friend of mine is, is, is on the Cote d'Azur at the moment. He goes to the Cote d'Azur. He, he, he sips wine on a balcony. He, he likes to spend money on this holiday. And, and he, looks, he looks rich. He does look the part, actually. He does look like the Englishman abroad. But strangely enough, he had dinner uh, with Anthony Davis's father the other day because they have a mutual friend. And um, he's also overlooking his balcony, Roman Abramovich's Grand Bleu. Grand Bleu. Because Roman Abramovich, or as I prefer to call him, that former, bar- that former barrow boy trader from Moscow. That's what, he, that's what he was. He was a market trader. And that's why he's not particularly good with the new girlfriend and her friends who are very arty and can talk about art. All he's got is the, is the liquid cash. He's got three yachts. And, uh, and just, just over the road from where, where Graham is staying is the Villa Leopold. It's on the market for 500 million euros. How can anything be on the market for 500 million? But somebody will buy it. And you know why? Because on the Cote d'Azur, it's one-upmanship. So in other words, if Roman Abramovich has got a yacht that costs 300 million, somebody's going to want one that costs 500 million. Because it's one-upmanship. And all these, and they're generally Russians. The Russians are pushing the prices up. And people are going, would you like my, my Vila? It's very nice indeed. And it's on the market. I saw one ages ago, and that was 120 million. So that would be considered... You imagine, who wants to live in a 120 million pound villa when there's one here for 500 million? So even in the super rich stakes, there are lots of people who, who sort of vie against each other. And people say, well, actually, I've got more money than you have. They go, are you sure? Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. I've got more money because I can afford this house. I'm not going to stay in it very often. Because people, people tend not to. It's like Roman Abramovich has got three yachts, each one, bit, but he can only be on one at any one time. So the idea of having three is, is just, it's a bit silly, really. But if you've got that much money, you can have it. It's like um, 
Bernie Eccleston's daughter, Petra. They're going to spend £1.3 million on the wedding. Which, in relation to how much money Bernie's got, is actually small fry. Because she's just spent £68 million on a house. The interior design alone is more than £5 million. So you're dealing with super-rich people. So bring that down to our level. It's roughly the equivalent of having a £250,000 flat, if, of course, you can afford a mortgage in London, and spending maybe £10,000 putting furniture in it. These people bring in all the experts, and they go, I've got this, and I've got that. And it, it goes back years. I remember seeing there's a house owned by the National Trust, and it was owned by the Rothschilds. And they just went out and bought the very best that they could. So they've got this beautiful stuff. They've got a bureau owned by Marie Antoinette. It's, it's as exciting as that. If you've got money, you can do good with it. Having a yacht, a, you know, as far as I'm concerned, is a complete waste of time. I really, I don't see the point of that at all. 84850, steve at uh, One here who's listening, Steve, from the edge of Lake Balaton in Hungary on my laptop. Got people around the world on this program, aren't we? People around the world. I don't know where Lake Balaton is, but it sounds absolutely lovely. And uh, Brian tells us, in Ealing, we have a standalone Polish baker's shop with every conceivable type of delicious bread. Sliced, unsliced, huge, large, small. Best of all, they sell well-fired, crusty top rolls. Great with sausage and... Fr- oh, how lovely. How lo- we can't, can't eat bread. I'm not eating bread at the moment, but it sounds lovely. I could just... Oh. I nearly the other day went out and bought, in you know, I think some... the West Country pasty shop or something. They do these... Um, uh, curly sausages in the, in the bread. And I nearly went and bought one and just took, took the roll out and just ate the curly sausage. And I thought, no, you can't, you can't do that. And I thought, oh. And luckily, when I got to the shop, they didn't have any. So instead, and I was very honest, oh, I've nearly got done for shoplifting the other day. What happened was, I go into John Lewis in Kingston and, and I buy myself a new Oral-B, all-singing, all-dancing electric toothbrush. I mean, this thing has got a mind of its own. You charge it up and it's like you can barely hang on to it. It's so powerful. It's brilliant. And with it, I bought four new heads. And it said on there, on the stack of things in the department of John Lewis in Kingston, uh, £15. There were two at 9 95 then there was a tenner, then 15 quid. So I queue up and I buy my toothbrush, which was 22 quid, and I buy the four heads at 17 95 And I thought, but they said £15. So... I go back over there, you know, you, you don't want to cause a scene at the till because they don't know. So I go back, think, just in case I've, I've got it wrong. So I look at it, no, it definitely says £15. And so I pick up the thing and I go to other, I said, I'm terribly sorry. I said, um, I've just bought this and they're marked at £15 over there, but on the till it comes up 17 95 So the guy says, I'll just check it on the till. So he says, da, 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 da. And he goes, no, it is £17.95. He said, ah, oh, they've been marked incorrectly. He said, do you want your £2 something back? I said, no, no, no. I said, I'm, I'm just, I just don't want anybody else to see them at £15. And then they get to the till in the £17.95. I'm, I'm doing my duty. And he said, OK. So he said, I'll, I'll, I'll change that. I thought, that's, that's fairly good. So anyway, so off I go to do the rest of my shopping. I go into the market and I buy two punnets of these donut peaches. And the donut peaches are five for a pound. So I buy two, give them a five, and he gives me four pounds back. So I go, because I can feel it. And I went, no, you're giving me too much money. And he goes, thank you very much indeed. And I go to, he said, do you want a bag? I said, no, it's fine. I open up my John Lewis bag. I've got two sets of revolving brushes. Because the second set of brushes I've picked up were not, were not the ones that were in my bag. I picked them up to get them valued, but I put them in my bag. I've been going around with stolen goods. So I go, so by this time, I'm looking around thinking, I'm being followed. The mafia are following me. I'm going to be done for £17.95 brushes friend of mine said, did you keep them? I said, of course I didn't keep them. I go back to John Lewis. 
and I'm holding them in my hand. So if I'm caught on camera, I've got, I'm coming back in, I'm a truthful person, I've got them, and I get in the lift, and it's fairly busy, and I'm, by now I've started to sweat a little bit. So I get off the lift, I walk up there, I put them back in the thing, and I look round as if to say, I've done my duty. I get back in the lift again, this bloke gets in the next floor, he goes, are you still in the lift? I thought, he spotted me. So I said, no, I've, I've done my, my shopping. He said, oh, I said, we, we, we thought you haven't got... And his wife said, that's like you blokes, isn't it? You're very quick shopping. I didn't say I just shoplifted a set of toothbrushes and I had to return them. I was being honest. But all my friends went, shouldn't you have kept them? I went, you're joking. I couldn't keep them. So just in case I was caught on camera, I did return them. I was a good, honest boy. I think somebody was testing me yesterday. Two things, one in the market and one there. And then the other thing was not having any sausages, the curly sausages in the rolls. All in all, I'm actually being a bit too good. I'm, I'm almost frightening myself on this one. And, and I went out to buy some white shirts. I've got a thing about white shirts at the moment. I'm trying to buy loads. And they don't seem to have them all in Marks and Spencers. I seem to have bought up the existing stock. But uh, all in all, quite a good day, actually. You know, but I think, be, being honest, I think pays. I couldn't have kept it. I know I'll probably get criticised by people saying, oh, you should have kept it. You know, they make... And I, I can't do that. I cannot, honestly. I mean, I just, I'd be suffering with guilt all the way through. So being honest and dib, 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 because I was a very good uh, Cub Scout, I took them back. And I still can't remember the words to Macarena. Quarter to eight. With the travel, Craig Birchill. Thank you, Steve. Good news to start anti-clockwise M25. It's dreadful at the moment, because after last week's disaster with the flat tyre, you remember, I thought, I'm not going to bring the car into town anymore, because it really is getting desperate, nowhere to park. And so the car's gone into the garage to have the, the tyre done and to have one of the video screens... Uh, realigned or something, whatever it is. So they've given me an Almira. Well, it's manual. And I haven't driven manual for years. So far, I've stalled it three times. <laughs> At traffic, nothing worse than traffic lights, is there? And you have to pretend that, you know, mm, what's going on? And, and I, I just can't get used to gears. I'm so used to driving automatics that because you just you put your foot on the brake and then you stop there and you take it off and put on the accelerator and off you go. But this, this little thing, I mean, it's very pokey. Don't get me wrong. This thing, this thing shifts. I thought I wasn't going to risk bringing it into town today. But the, the only good news about the Almira is if I did get a flat tyre, I could probably pump it up with one of these, this foam-in-a-can stuff. But on my car, you can't do it. It's far too big. Terrible. Uh, Jim, it is, who's in Lake Balton in Hungary. That sounds lovely. That sounds lovely. Do you know, they, they, they did a feature the other day on Ayers Rock. And apparently, God knows how many million years ago, it used to be under the sea. It was actually under the sea, and it was only named by the person who found it. So that was quite good, quite good. Don't forget my Sony Vio laptop, if you've just woken up at ten to eight. Hello, you're late. Brought a note? I do hope so. And the Sony Vio laptop is in the Steve Allen Howlow special for today. And this stylish computer is packed full of brilliant features, including a generous 320 gigabytes of hard drive, the built-in webcam, and Wi-Fi connectivity, which is lovely. Hammer's going to come down at 10am this morning. So you've only got two hours and ten minutes. To play this one, text Steve, S-T-E-V-E, and then your bid in pence. If you think it's going to go for 13 pence, you text Steve, 13, and then send it to treble eight two one. If you think it's going to be £2.13, you text Steve, 213, and send it to treble eight two one. This competition finishes at 10am this morning. It's all automatic. You've got to be over 16. Entries are limited and cost £1.50 plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. It will tell you, the computer, if you have a unique bid, which is, which is what you want. You're looking for the lowest unique bid that nobody goes under. And uh, you keep your fingers crossed that it's going gonna, it's gonna to work. 
because it's, it'd be nice to have a Sony Vaio laptop. I've often wanted to be the person who phones somebody up and goes, congratulations, you've just won the Sony Vaio laptop. Because I think I'd be really excited. Yeah! But I'd love to hear from you as well. If you've changed your phone line, I'll have to check with Darren, from BT to AOL or any one of the other subscribers. So do, do let me know if, if you've ever, ever done it. Because I'd, I'd be very, very curious to find out whether or not it's, it's worth it. Am I going to lose anything through it? Uh, Dave, he says, uh, we live in sunny Thailand and tune in every Sunday to hear your show while in our swimming pool. It's our Sunday treat. Dave and Andy are over there. How lovely. I could eat some Thai food now, actually. I could absolutely, I could eat anything now. I'm trying to do without this sort of cakes and biscuits. And, and I'm eating fruit, but to be honest with you, you do go through some days where you think, I could really do with something. A friend, friend of mine, Michael, you know, he's putting on a lot of weight. And he's, um, he's on a diet now, and I think he's, I forget which one he's doing. It's a no-carb diet or something. So he can eat, surprisingly, cream. He can have cream, and he can have eggs and all this kind of stuff. And he's, he's doing OK. Provided we, we both stick to it, to what we're doing, it should be fine. But he, he's got a sweet tooth. And, and somebody's only got to say to me, I've just made an apple crumble or a rhubarb crumble. And I think, oh, how lovely. But anything like that, you put tons of sugar in and it kind of ruins it. But I, I could quite happily go some Thai food now. I could, I, I could go up to Thai Nice and have volcano chicken. They do this chicken which comes on it. It's got a, a spike right through it. So it's sort of looking a rather peculiar angle. And they set fire to it, I think, with brandy. And so it arrives at the table like on fire. And you just slice off this chicken. It's really delicious. It is nice, actually. I'm not, it's not good talking about food. It's making me ill. I'm going to go quite light-headed, actually, because I'm trying to think what I could really eat now. Peanut butter on toast or crusty rolls with butter. <laughs> it's no good, is it? I told you I got told off at the station a few weeks ago. I go back to the station in the morning, and I go and buy one of these rolls with the, with the sausage in. I should have thrown the roll away, but it's kind of nice. And this woman said to me, you're not supposed to be eating that, are you? I thought, I'm being followed now. It's terrible. Went to the opening of a new pub in Twickenham the other day. The Three Kings has opened up. Uh, it had been closed for some time. So we've now got, we've got some quite good pubs to drink at. I still like the bar, I still like Alec and Hillary. I saw her three times in one day. Three times. And, and I was, actually, strange enough, I was drinking just over the road from the bar, me, with Anthony Davis, because he knows some people who've got a house on Eel Pie Island that have got the fake shark sitting on the front. So if you're walking along there today, you'll see the f- half a shark sitting on a wall next to the rowing club, and that's where we were. And they've got a gypsy caravan, which they managed to ship across, I think, in pieces and, and assemble. It was really lovely, actually. So we were able to look at the river from the other side. Uh, 84850, Dave says, I agree with you, Steve, about Jedward. They're just weird. I'm so... Well, Dave, two 19-year-old boys having a bath together? You know, is, is that not just a bit... You know, when, when you're little, you have baths. You know, your mum puts you in to save the water, but not at 19. You don't have, unless, you know, well, you just don't, do you? He says, I'm convinced they're not out of this world, but have been sent to Earth to annoy the hell out of us. They're not twins. Everybody on planet Jedward looks like that. The trouble is, because they are peculiar, and when I say peculiar, I don't think they're all there. I really don't believe they're all there. I don't know any 19-year-olds who say, it is your worst nightmare, is it? We had a laugh the other day. I shouldn't have laughed at it. But it was, uh, it was a case, you know, knock at the door. You open the door and you're, the things you don't want to hear. Hello, we're Jedward. <laughs> Quickly slam the door very fast. You don't want to hear that, do you, at all? Um, 84850, steve at uk, And um, uh, when I dance, they call me Macarena. And the boys, they say, que bueno. They all want me. They can't have me. So they all come and dance beside me. And then it's the next bit that I don't know. Move with me, chat with me. And if I could take you home with me. 
See, I don't know how that bit goes. Then you have to repeat the chorus again. And then the chorus is... De la tu cuerpo alegria macarena. <laughs> People listening going, just give up now, Stephen. Just give up now. It's not your kind of thing at all. So I go to Kingston the other day. And there's a lot of kids in T-shirts. And I think they were from Youth Music Theatre. And they decided, in an effort to sell tickets to their show at the Rose Theatre, that they would get out there and sing and, and be very enthusiastic. And they were very good. And every time I moved away from them, they started singing. So I had to go back again, and then they kept giving me these things. And they're doing a, a show called, I think it's Korzak, book and lyrics by Nick Stimson, music by Chris Williams. And uh, it's Warsaw 1942. And it runs from Wednesday the 31st of August all the way through to Saturday the 3rd of September at the Rose Theatre. So you can find, it's on their website, it's rosetheaterkingston.org. And this is Youth Music Theatre. They look very enthusiastic and they look very good indeed. So well done to them for getting out there and publicising their own show because it made a change from listening to the bloke who can't play the violin to a few other people out there who are dreadful. We used to have a ghastly man who couldn't sing. Oh, dreadful. Absolutely appalling. Absolutely appalling. So good luck to Youth Music Theatre down there. So 84850, steve at uk. It's stevedlbc.co.uk if you want to get your question in for Darren. He's not here till nine o'clock, but my advice is, because we always get overrun with questions for him, sort them out now. Get the, get the questions in now. Uh, the shorter they are, the more chance there is of doing it, because if they get too complicated, even I get confused. And we'll do those between nine. Will Gowing's in to do the papers from uh, eight until nine as well. And uh, and we will get. I haven't even gone through the papers yet, mainly because they've put Mohammed El Fayed into the Big Brother house, as what I can't imagine. And um, Tulisa and the brother she never knew about. Uh, this one here, Mal uh, Al Fayed charming the Big Brother mummies. I think because they all look as though they are mummies. And apparently the dark secrets inside the X Factor Hotel. Plus the first pictures of Victoria Beckham feeling the strain, and then a very nasty person who's a minder for Cheryl Cole, has sold his story on what, you know, what she was like when he was looking after her. Certainly wouldn't want to employ him ever again. You couldn't trust him as far as you could throw him. What a horrible man. Horrible man. He says she hid away, smoked 20 a day, fretted over her weight, yet craved junk food. I felt sorry for her. So much so you've sold her down the river. What a nasty man you are. Nasty at all. Happy birthday to my mum, Phyllis of Enfield, who is 86 today, and that's from Viv and Charlie... And uh, Steve on holiday in Scotland, currently in Edinburgh, listening on the iPhone app, going to see the Royal Yacht Britannia, was in Onwick Gardens and Castle the other day, which is a great day out. I think this is a great day out. It's LBC 97.3, and it's Sunday morning with Steve Allen's Breakfast. It's been four years since the Jaguar XF. Morning, everybody. It's nice to have your company. I trust you are well this morning. Don't forget, get those questions in as quick as possible to Darren. We have to send best wishes to Pat Tutton in Teddington who's not been very well recently. In fact, she even missed one of Barbara's yoga sessions at the Lensbury Club last Thursday. Very unusual. And uh, Graham tells me she's one of my greatest fans, rarely misses a programme, a kind, lovely lady, and an inspiration to younger pupils. So, wish you well, Pat. Hope you have a nice day today. And also, Graham and, uh, and Barbara, hope you have a good day as well. Coming up to the news at 8 o'clock, this is LBC 97.3. Morning, everybody. Nice to have your company. Sunday morning. Ooh, the sun might actually be coming up today. It looks quite pleasant, doesn't it? I'm sure it was lighter when I came in this morning. I'm sure I remember looking out and thinking... Because normally you sort of you get the remnants of people staggering through Leicester Square. 
in the early hours, uh, and there was three people leaning up against one of the pillars out there, and they looked as though they'd had one of those heavy nights. I thought, I'm so glad, so glad I'm not like that. Terrible. Anyway, nice to have you company. Will Gowing is back with us. A very good morning to you. Very good morning to you. Spending a lot of time on holiday, apparently. I am. Did you win the lottery or something? Multiple trips. Do you know why? It's quite cheap, actually, this year in terms of holidays, because I'm visiting lots of friends who have got little places. Oh, here and there. Right. Oh, Do you see right. what I mean? So you've, you've kind of sort of phoned up, we sent an email going, listen, I'm going to be in the area. <laughs> I haven't seen you for a while. I've seen you for pop in for Stop. five nights. Yeah. <laughs> what a good idea. I'm just packing spending money and that's it. Right. So it's good. I'm and, quite and lucky, really. Can you really. exist on very little then? Yeah, because it's, all, it's only Spain, Steve. I mean, I like Spain. You yeah. Know? It's, a, it's a good trip, but it's fairly textbook, fairly affordable. Right. So. And you eat local? Oh, always. Right. Sometimes in villa. In situ. Oh, right. I do a good tapas. Oh, right. Mm. Yeah, we're talking about food, that's why I'm starving this morning. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying not to, not to think about it too much, because otherwise, you know, it's, uh, it's a little bit depressing. It doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, very quickly, let me just remind you, if you joined us, it's the Walk for Crones in Hyde Park. You can register from 11 at the bandstand, and then the walk sets off. I think it's 10 kilometres. Costs you £15, but you get a T-shirt, lunch and tea and entertainment. Very good value. Very, very good value. And you can walk, the whole family can go and walk. All come home with a T-shirt. And then the other one you need to register for is the uh, the Diabetes UK one when they've got their London Bridges walk in November. That's only an eight-mile walk. <laughs> he says, happily reading off eight miles, like, you know, I could do eight miles. And uh, you need to register for that one, so go to the Diabetes UK website. I had a big walk yesterday, yeah. all around North London. Hampstead Highgate, went to Kenwood House. Oh, that's nice, Kenwood. Very nice. I did a documentary on Kenwood years ago. I used to did do you? a series called A Place in the Country. Mm. And we went round, we did Chartwell and Broadlands, and we did um, QPAT, we did everything. It was quite nice. My yeah. gran used to work at Kenwood. Oh, right. Obviously years ago. Yes. So it's quite stairs. interesting. Below stairs. Below she was a silver service waitress. Wow. Served three serving prime ministers, don't you know? Good Lord. She loves that fact. Always drags that one out. I love that. Don't you know? <laughs> Don't you know? <laughs> I love all those, those sort of upstairs, downstairs things. Cause it really was. I still love Gosford Park. It oh, was so I good to Gosford watch it. Because you suddenly realise all these big houses invited people in for the weekend. People they didn't really know. Yeah. And they came in and they brought their own servants. And there, That's there was right. a pecking order within the servants. The golden age. Of tra- oh, this is lovely. where people used to travel to different manor houses around the UK. Yeah. And they'd stay there for, you know, two months or so, wouldn't they? Yeah. Just stitching. And walk, taking a turn around the garden. Yes. Things like that. Very I'd have loved that, actually. I'll see myself in one of those crinoline dresses, just wandering up <laughs> and down with a fan, going, it's dreadful, isn't it, really? I don't all know how we cope in this country. With no, we've only got a hundred servants. <laughs> Brilliant. And they all have they all have trunks and wicker baskets. Yes. Well, Obviously. apparently, if, if you actually go to Windsor Castle, if you're lucky enough to be invited mm. for the weekend to, uh, to, you know, the Queen will invite you, you actually take all your clothes, but when they, they actually unwrap and iron and everything, it's all laid out for you. Mm. So you just chuck all your old stuff in there and get them to clean it. And then when you come back, it's all packed in your suitcases with tissue paper. That's it's almost amazing. embarrassing to, uh, to sort of take it all out the case again. It'd be quite embarrassing me turning up with my suitcases as yeah. well. They're, they're a, bit, a bit of a shabby state, I think. Yes. I, I need I to love- invest in a new set. I, I do like going to the airport, not not all the time, and just watching the carousels with all the with all the things going around. Thing you didn't seriously bring that case back again, did you, ladies and gentlemen? You did, you did. Anyway, uh, so we got the how low auction. I'll give you details in about ten minutes on that one. Let's delve into the Sunday papers. I do miss the news of the world. I don't care what anybody says. I miss not having it there and the stories because it's it's not the same 
with the people. They, they have tried desperately. But there's just something about it. It's not the same as the news of the world. It's odd, you know, because I haven't been in here for a few weeks uh, since, of course, the news of the world uh, closed down. And funny enough, actually, when I was behind the glass earlier, I was like, Where's, where are all the rest of the papers? Yeah. And, of course, it's uh, look not there, You're missing one, don't you, really? Yeah. Um, so I, I suppose I do kind of miss it, really. A bit of... Uh, tabloid uh, showbiz chat it's always yes. quite nice on a sunday morning funny enough actually in the um the mail uh this morning talking about uh, going back to the golden age of travel and manor houses upstairs downstairs is apparently uh, a bit desperate at the moment of course that uh, uh bbc one uh, costume drama upstairs downstairs it's always been a bit of a difficult one this because downtown abbey in my opinion has always been far more popular than mm. the, uh, the bring back of Upstairs Downstairs. But apparently, Dame Eileen Atkins has dealt her own programme a devastating blow uh, by refusing to appear in the next series. The 77 year old actress has quit the iconic costume drama because she's unhappy with the scripts for the new series, which is due to begin filming apparently less than a month's time. So uh, that's not really good for that show when it comes back mm. and when it goes up against uh, Downton Abbey. Mm. Probably won't do as well, I would have thought. Okay, we shall watch. I can't I wait for Downton Abbey. I know, we, we all can't excited. wait for that. I like that, actually. I see a range of turkey meals launched by uh, Marco Pierre White has been axed after just six months because of poor sales. I mean, apparently it was uh, produced by uh, Bernard Matthews Farms, two ready-to-cook turkey joints with stuffing at £6 each and four turkey steaks with a crust at three forty-nine. So it seems to be at the right, uh, right, right price. price. For people, what was that? Cho- what was that uh, Christmas pudding that you were talking about ages oh, ago? Oh, that was Heston Bloom. I think he's doing it again this year. All of these chefs are putting obviously their name, aren't they, to dishes and, and food? It used to be just saucepans and, and the odd spatula. They still but do now saucepans. It's, um... Even chefs you've never heard of have got a saucepan range. Mm. I myself have celebrity saucepans. They're expensive as well. I was in Heels the other day, not buying, obviously, just browsing because it's quite pricey. Yes, and um, there's loads of chef ranges in there. Yes. Jamie Oliver like, uses this one, but you're right, they're terribly expensive. Very expensive, but I like walking around the kitchen bits in pot shops. Oh, me too. I'm a bit of a, a, a funny person like that. I love kitchen gadgets and yeah. I, I don't actually things. cook, but I do like a set of pristine saucepans on the, on the range. It's nice. Don't use them. No, I don't use them. I don't like to dirty them. I did buy some copper ones a short while ago. Oh, you have to get the brasso out for that. That's I know. Good. Marred by the fact they've got John Lewis stamped on the bottom. <laughs> because it kind of ruins it, because you want somebody to go, oh, is it Le, Le Creuset? You go, no, no, it's John Lewis. <laughs> I'd love a Le Creuset pot, but Terrence. air expense, 170 quid for a big one, yeah. I think it is. I saw a thing the other day on the television. My friend Michael cooks, and I saw, and for want of a better description, it's a liquidizer. Mm. But this is a very expensive liquidizer because this one comes in at about £400. Wow. OK, now you know you can buy them for probably 30 quid. But this one, he, he was demonstrating, and I thought, if my friend Michael had been watching this, he would have bought it. Right. And I told him yesterday, because he made a smoothie. And so what he does, he puts grapes in there with all the twigs and everything else. He doesn't... Exactly. Bit of bark. All the bark. <laughs> he cuts up um, uh, an apple. Everything goes in. He doesn't, ta- doesn't core it. Nothing at all. Puts all this stuff in and he put in a carrot and some, uh, some um, cauliflower, whatever it was. This machine does everything. He said the bark's really good for you in the store. He puts everything in and it whisks it all up. And this thing is so good. The blades are not sharp, but there's such a speed... Pulps everything, wow. and you'd never have known. And then, he said, to prove how good this thing is, he took a handful of rice, put it in there, turned it on, it made rice flour. Wow. It made rice... I mean, I've never seen like it. Now, that's good, isn't it, And he baking. put coffee beans in. He just put the coffee beans in, put it on for 20 seconds, and it's... it's... it's coffee. 
But 400 quid, I mean, that's some investment, isn't it? Well, they do do it on easy terms. Four one hundred pounds. <laughs> call now. If lines are busy, call, but do call. Item number. Item number, yes. <laughs> and, this, and it was really good. And I thought, if you, if you made smoothies every day, it's great. I mean, I wouldn't drink smoothies every day. No. But what, what it could do was very clever. Well, if it's, see, it's worth, I suppose, spending that kind of, I mean, £400 is still a little bit too much for me, I think, but it's worth spending that money if it will do several jobs. Yeah. If it's only a smoothie maker, then no, definitely not. No, I'll you could buy out. a smoothie maker for... 25 quid, if 30 that. quid. It comes with a little tap on it. It's a liquidizer with, yeah. a, with a tap. Make soup in there as well. Well, my friend Michael wants one which has got, you, you put the fruit in and it separates the pith. Yeah, so I've the pith them. goes one side and the juice comes. Looks terribly messy. The me. thing I don't like Plastic. about those because you have to take that little metal thing, that mesh thing out at the top when mm. you've uh, juice your apples or what have you, and uh, cleaning that pith off oh. takes ages. Who can be bothered? No, because on this thing to clean this this liquidizer, he, he poured out the smoothie, mm. then he put water in it, turned it on, it cleaned itself. He emptied the water out and it was all ready. Very which good. is what they do in Starbucks. Starbucks when they're making their the things with the ice and everything else, the frappuccinos. They mm. put it in there, then they put some, some cold water in, rinse it out, and put it back on again. Yeah. It always seems a bit dirty to me when they do that. Just I give it a so. quick swill and shove it back on. I think it should be sterilised or something. I thought so. There's a very interesting piece in the paper today with a guy uh, called Ben Douglas. Mm. He's a black guy, and he's railing against the prejudice of white liberals who assume that if you're black, you speak like a gangster... And he's also saying the folly of the young who can't see that speaking like a gangster wrecks your chances. And this is this, this mentality that we have nowadays. You know, when you're, you're walking down the street, <clears throat> you'll have some kids walking towards you. It doesn't matter who they are, but they all cut talk like this. And, and you get them coming on the way, Dio, and, and you think, who are you? Yeah. Where does this emanate from? It's an odd culture to adopt, I think. It's called, I can't speaking. understand what you're saying. No. It's and a th- bit like a Little Britain sketch. I have no idea. Yeah, so it was because I was wicked and think, why are you speaking like this? Can't you speak normally? In a way, it's almost in danger of losing the fundamentals of when you leave school, you need to go for an interview. Uh, the textbook things are to turn out looking smart, mm. you know, shove a suit on, uh, have a, a decent speech pattern yeah. so that you can converse Please and be understood. understood. Absolutely. So you go into John Lewis and the bloke's telling you copy, so is it, this is a wicked copy, this one here, this can be <laughs> red and blue and black. What colour you want, eh? We can get them all from the warehouse. And you think just, uh, they wouldn't Not employ John somebody Lewis. like that. Well, exactly, You're but they mad. wouldn't employ somebody like that, would they? No. It's, it's, very, it's very important, I think, to um, install that in all kids, just to make sure that you Speaking look properly, after the way that you are presented. My mother used presented. to say, dreadful, Stephen, you're dropping your H's. I said, I ain't. I ain't, Mum. I ain't dropping my H's. I was, of course, because we got very sloppy. In life, there's good. And there's upgrade. God save me, ladies and gentlemen, from lingerie models who want to be taken seriously. Danielle Lineker has dropped her agent because she wants to be taken seriously... As an actress. <laughs> she, she featured in Calendar Girls in a, a barely speaking role, and based on the strength of this, she now thinks that people will be paying to see her. You know, you can't help feeling the word delusional comes to mind, I'm afraid. But, of course, she's married to Gary Lineker, not known for anything else apart from advertising crisps and having a son who was a bit of a plank and started turning up in nightclubs. And they tried to fix him up with girls who go, who are you? And Gary Lineker's son, lovely. And so he turned up, being a bit drunk and worse for wear, and looking like the proverbial dodo bird, I'm afraid. He just looked a complete idiot. But uh, Danielle, ever the desperado, I'm afraid, Danielle Lineker has now dropped her agent and wants to be taken seriously as actress. Shock news. Talking of lingerie models, Prince Harry was dumped by girlfriend Florence Brundle Bruce-hyphenated... 
blah blah don't really know who she is uh, because apparently she couldn't stand his flirting with other girls but yeah. she is a, a pretty lingerie model um she used to go out with formula one star jensen button oh she's told God. friends that she ended the relationship because she couldn't see a future with the prince not the other way round. yeah I mean, to be honest with you, who cares? <laughs> who cares, love? We've seen some of your pictures, so you're a lingerie model. Big bloody deal. I think we're going to see a few names over the years being associated with uh, Prince course. Harry. He's a bit of a like, playboy, like isn't Prince he? Prince Charles. When Prince Charles was playing, you know, playing the field. Absolutely. You know, he had lots of different girlfriends. Harry's just particularly successful, because given the choice, you know, <laughs> yeah. who would you rather go out with, Prince William or Harry? Harry wins hands down, I'm afraid. <laughs> Prince William looks like a bit of a, you know, he's, he's very happy, and he's settled down, and I'm glad yeah. that, you know, they're there. But he, he, he was never trendy or anything like that, bless his heart. No. And I was talking to some friends... never going to be king, so who cares? But you what a well great position and... to be in, though. I was yeah. talking to some friends of mine the other day. Who would you rather be, Prince Harry or Prince William? And you, you wouldn't Prince really... Harry. You wouldn't want the top job, would you? Well, I don't know, because Pr Princess Margaret was furious, of course, that she was always second fiddle. She was never going to go anywhere. Yeah, but how much fun has Prince Margaret, or did she have over the years, compared to well, she, Queen she, Elizabeth? Admittedly, I mean, she enjoyed boozing, and she enjoyed the company of... You couldn't do men. that if you were queen. No, you couldn't. You couldn't. And I'd rather hasn't. be Margaret. You think so? Oh, yeah, definitely. I'd much rather be number two. I think you can get away with a lot more. So you shall be. You're always going to be number two. <laughs> always number always two. Always number two. Um, <laughs> I didn't see the X Factor, but I did hear about the uh, this silly little boy called uh, George Gerissimo, who launched a tirade of abuse, a rather silly little girl's blouse, who's going to amount to nothing, I'm afraid. But he's made it into all the papers, so he probably thinks that this is his, uh, his, his, sort moment. Of mo his, his moment. He has tattoos on his neck, proving he's a complete and utter dork. And, um, and then some girl broke down saying other contestants were bullying her. Frankie lusts after girls and has Conquest tattooed on his bottom. And Gary necks vodka and cider after claiming his wife dumped him by text. Who gives a flying forex? Who cares about these stupid people? I didn't Vacuous. see it last night either, actually. Oh, dear. I will be watching, though, yes. later on, on uh, ITV Player or whatever it is, when I get home, because yeah. I want to see how the new judges are interacting. Although, I always find the pre-recorded uh, shows, you know, the auditions, the early audition stages, mm. less interesting than the live shows. Yes. You, you pick up some more nuances, I think, in the live show, so I'll be definitely be tuning in for those. But it uh, be interesting to see how Gary Barlow's getting on, of course, Tulisa as well, the new line-up to uh, the new series of X Factor. I think it'll be a good watch this year. Uh, talking about reality TV shows, in the mail on page three, um, all about uh, Sally Burko, of course, wife of uh, Speaker John. Mm. And uh, friends of the common speaker, John Burko, fear his marriage is on the rocks because his wife Sally snubbed his plea not to appear in uh, this series of Channel 5 Celebrity Big Brother. Uh, sources very close to the speaker say they've discussed the possibility of a divorce with him. He's over in India, apparently, at the moment. He's staying well out of it. Escaping yes. any, any journos that might want to yes. uh, pose a few questions to him. But she's not really doing him any favours, or herself as well, because apparently she's uh, spoken intimately about... Uh, that uh, she used sex to persuade John to, to let her <laughs> go into the Big Brother house. Sorry if you're having your breakfast and feeling a bit queasy Yeah, this apologies morning, for that, guys. But the very idea of Sally Burke, about six foot tall, and John, about two foot nothing, you know. Ironically, I have watched it over the last couple of days at Celebrity Big Brother, and I think she is a, a good watch, actually. She's clearly a very intelligent woman. Um, Who wants the only, intelligent? The only thing is, how is it, how is it going to work for them when um. she comes out? And I think... It's chalk and cheese politics and yeah. celebrity. You and I think it's somewhat odd Jed were sharing a bath together at 19. That is very strange. Isn't that peculiar? Apparently they still share a room together, which... La, 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 was la, on... la, la, No, we don't want any more of that talk, thank you. They yes, they the, do. They, they said it the other day. Sorry, on their reality show. They yeah. actually tried to separate them. And uh, John, or it might have been Edward, uh, said, 
that they, they couldn't sleep without the other one in the room. How they're going to cope when they discover girls, not that I think they will, uh, of course, <laughs> remains to be seen. Perhaps one will get a girlfriend and the other one will just go into meltdown or something. I couldn't think of anything worse than sharing a bedroom with a sibling late teens. I mean, I love my sisters. But they're not but all there in the head, are they? I, mean, they I wouldn't are, want to share They are five-year-old children. They're not. They're, they're, they're not nineteen-year-old intelligent people. No, it's very strange, isn't they it? Are. Very. Let's it, they wear identical outfits, mm. and I find that somewhat strange. You can open up the wardrobe. Hi, I'm John. I'm Edward. What shall we wear today? Have oh. you caught any of the the, the celeb big bro no. stuff? No, I saw them no. going in, and to be honest with you, when I saw Kerry Catone about favourite. the time, <laughs> to be honest with you, I just wanted to push her off there and just say, why don't you go home and get a proper job from so here? Who cares? Yeah, but, what, but to go where? She hasn't got any talent. She can't do anything. I suppose it's the the Casey Price mill in a way, isn't it? It's just keeping your face in the papers, circulating, hopefully bringing out a perfume every now and then, maybe jotting, penning a book. Perhaps it appeals to low rent people. I don't know. Not appeal to me. Mind you, talking of low rent, a little bit embarrassing again. Turning up with her chums, Colleen Rooney, just come back from holiday number ten this year, I believe. Ooh. But she went to the nearly V Festival. Nearly as many as me, Steve. Nearly as many as you. <laughs> but uh, she went to Western Park. Uh, to the V Festival, mm-hmm. just down the road from her substantial mansion, but she didn't, didn't want to take the car out, so she hired a helicopter. Why not? Once a chav, always a chav, that's what I say. And uh, here she is um, in, in the paper today, looking, looking lovely. Uh, celebrity big brother Sally Boko owns the House of Commons, some of the dippy housemates thought. Yes, uh, that was... Uh, that- who's the one from The Only Way is Essex? Amy Charles. Yeah, she's yeah. in there at the moment, isn't yeah. she? She said, uh, yeah, she's married to the guy who uh, owns the House of Commons. Yeah. It's a bit worrying, isn't it? She actually went... Th- th- that's as a result of an education, ladies and gentlemen, Amy <laughs> Childs. If you want to see what complete plank looks like, she's it. She's very odd. I, I, she's married by, by the same person who used to manage uh, Jordan, of course, and who used to look after Kerry Katona. Oh. That's, uh, that's the, the lovely Claire. But uh, to be honest with you, Amy Charles is thick. Uh, and then Kerry went into meltdown after 24 hours when she was forced to nominate. She was told to go into meltdown. Yeah. That was part of the deal. I don't, perhaps the uh, uh, Keir Moody writing this article in the People today didn't realise that she was told in the diary room, go in there and throw a diva f- strop. Mm. So, you know. That was one of the tasks, wasn't it? One yeah. of the tasks to actually complete. But as I say, nothing, nothing we really care about too much, I'm afraid. I'll definitely be watching, though, Celebrity Big Brother. It's on for uh, the next two and a half weeks, I think. So uh, it'll be, be a decent watch. And it'll go quite quickly, I think, which I quite like. Yes. It's only running for two and a half weeks, is it? Well, it's running for three weeks, but we've already had kind of half a week. Oh, right. Excellent. So, yeah. uh, Paul is listening to this programme on his iPhone in Heathfield, in Ace, Ace, uh, East Sussex. In East, a field. In a field. I know. That's all sorts on this programme. I don't care where they're <laughs> listening. It makes no difference to me. And the weird and wacky ways that the stars try to stay young and beautiful. And uh, what they've done is they've rehashed what people have had. Um, like, sort of, you know, Cheryl Cole, they said, was a big fan of the baby food cleanse diet. You ever seen Cheryl Cole? She's about as big... As a, she's as a tiny. borrower, she's tiny, tiny. Very skinny. And, uh, and killed her career, stone dead. We were only saying earlier on, I mean, what has she done recently? The answer, nothing. Absolutely nothing. Since the X Factor, and uh, and it's all finished. It's, you know, how, how to have a career one minute and then be nobody the next. That's a very fickle business, ladies and gentlemen. OK, listen, we'll take a very quick break. Uh, more in a moment. Have your say on LBC... Morning, everybody. 28 minutes to 8. I mean, there was a story in the paper uh, today about uh, Peter Andre, because his series, you know, Pete Here to Help, luckily, is finished now. And as all of the reviewers have said, don't ever do one again. Go away and stay away for as long as possible. And there was a, a case of a, 
of a four-year-old cancer victim. She wanted to meet him. She was dying of cancer. And I did see this scenario. I mean, it, it, it seems quite funny now, and it, it's probably terribly sad, but um, they went... She, she probably said, oh, who, who would you like to see? And she probably went, JLS. No, you can't get JLS. OK, can I see the wanted? No, you can't see the wanted. And eventually you go through this whole list until eventually you get down the bottom and there's Peter Andre's name on the list. <laughs> and this kid goes, oh, no, I have to really see Peter Andre. And apparently he went and sang for an hour... He sang his hit Perfect Night and gave her crisps and fudge. And I can't help for an hour. What do you think he just repeated the song? Poor soul, honestly. But uh, um, at least her mum said we can have some very special memories to look back on, which is which is good, of course. But you mm. just you couldn't help feeling the uh, the funny side of it. Uh, Steve, I have one of those Vitamix machines. I bought every juicing machine on the market and had to take them back because they were useless. The mix is used in most coffee shops to make ice smoothies. Brilliant for soups, ice cream, crushed ice, satay, peanut butter, and and Hummus too Expensive, but well worth it. Is this the one that's around £400? 400, 400 yeah. But they say wow. it's reconditioned. On the television, they say reconditioned. And I thought, so it's not new. Somebody's had it before. I've never seen that up on a television thing. No, I haven't either. Reconditioned, it says. Maybe you can pick up a few on eBay or something. For a bit cheaper. Yeah. It looks like it's it's a very powerful motor in the, in the bottom of it. Um... I, I love the Le Creuset. Bought one the other day and followed a Jamie Oliver recipe for Moroccan lamb. Now, do you know, I really, really want a Le Creuset pot. He really wants it now. He really I wants really it. I really want it now because it's just so useful. You can have it uh, hob top, you know, if you're frying onions up or something. Oh, right. But then you can shove it straight in the oven. Right. Which you can't do with a lot of pans, especially if it's got a, you know, a plasticky handle. Right, right. So that's why it's so useful. You can start a casserole you do a lot off of on the hob. Then? Yeah, I love cooking. Oh, right. You can start a casserole off on the top and then shove it in the oven and leave it for a couple of hours. Right. Brilliant. Very useful. Okay, so if you're looking to send him a present, ladies and gentlemen, that's, that's what he what wants. That's what I like, please. That's what he wants. Managed to watch 30 minutes, says Paul, a big brother, for I gave up. Where were the promised celebrities? Jed were the most famous celebs in the house, be afraid. Do you think Sally Burke was badly advised? She's desperate, I'm afraid. Her husband said, don't go. And uh, she wanted to go, so that's how it works out. She said she didn't want him to become a Tory MP. I Quite clearly, her... I just I just see disaster ahead, I'm afraid. I wonder if she has a longer-term plan. Oh, yes. But, um, I mean, where she thinks is. she can go from here, I've got no idea. Because she doesn't have any talent. She says, I'm outspoken. Well, everybody's outspoken, unless you're a complete twit. Hmm. And, uh, and so I don't... See, I mean, what do she think? She's gonna, they're going to give a news night? Of course they're not. No. Because everybody knows how desperate she is. She's not liked in the media. I it think be, because she's desperate. It would be interesting to know what kind of um, what, what kind of plan she has in her head in terms of does she want to go into a more presentation style of uh, of job or does she want to be a contributor or it's all people now who are getting jobs because of who they were with. Jeff Brazier, no talent for being a presenter at all, but he got it because he was with Jade Goody. Yeah, and that's what he got, and he can't present for Toffee. You know, and who's Melanie Sykes? Dreadful presenter. Oh, I love Melanie Sykes. Well, she's lovely, but she can't present for Toffee. She does that little cooking show now in the afternoon, doesn't she, on ICD1 with Gino Gino, I'm putting on an Italian accent. I quite like it. (laughs) I think he's fake. I think he's putting on. So, we take a visa here and we do... I think he's from Croydon, really. I I think he's really taught like South London. Because he'd have picked up some sort of accent in prison when he was in there for two years for theft. I've turned into a bit of a daytime TV junkie now, that I have a lot more time off. Right. Yeah. So uh, these kind of shows are quite welcoming this morning. to me. Yeah, yeah. Back-to-back daytime TV. Yeah. Jeremy don't Kyle. do Jeremy Kyle. Never have done. Can't no. bear him. It is. It is. It is. Chav and uh, I don't like that. I like a bit of this morning. Uh, further in the papers, then, today, in the Sunday Mirror on page nine, um, story here about Amy Winehouse. Apparently, the death of Amy Winehouse has now sparked uh, sore in numbers of patients checking into rehab. 
Um, doctors at the London Hospital, where the singer was treated, have seen a 25% rise in bookings since she died back in uh, on July 23rd. Uh, yesterday, a nurse working at a top clinic for drink and drug addiction said the phone hasn't stopped ringing since Amy died. People have been saying they don't want to end up like her. So if there was to be any positive stance coming out of uh, what has happened, that possibly could be one of it. Mm. Also, another story that came out today that I read online, actually, this morning before I came into uh, LBC Towers. Mitch, Amy's father, has said that he's had to return all of the donations that have been given so far for the Amy Winehouse Foundation. Because? Because this name, the Amy Winehouse Foundation, has already been listed by somebody else, has already been taken as a company name by somebody else. They want money for it, presumably. Yeah, yeah. they want to be paid for it. So he's had to return the donations and a legal battle ensues now from, from here on in to try and get that name off of the other people. Yeah. But of course... You know, if somebody chooses to register it, that's their business. Absolutely. I'm sure that there must be somebody else out there called Amy Winehouse, yeah. not just the one. But also, why can't you just call it something different? Obviously, call it that's Amy Winehouse. Why don't you have it to call it the, the Amy, Amy Winehouse, Amy Winehouse Rehabilitation Unit or something yeah. like that? I don't know why he was being so silly over it, going, somebody else has registered, so I, d I don't know what to do with all the money. You think, well, come up with another name. For me, if I was going to do something like that, the point would be to get that cash in the bank as quickly yeah. as possible so it's actually doing something useful. You and me so together. why not just change the name? Yes, I didn't understand why. There, there are lots of things where, you know, people have actually uh, changed names. Very quickly here, uh, oh, we've got more questions for Darren coming in. So uh, what we'll do, we'll sort those out. Then you can uh, get those questions sorted out between 9 and 10. And the how low today is the Sony Vio laptop. Will would like one of these. Mm, yes. 320 gigabytes of hard drive, the built-in webcam. You'd like that. Mm. Very good. And <laughs> very the, useful. Very the useful. The Wi-Fi connectivity. It's my favourite word of the day. Person with the lowest unique bid, <laughs> sorry, will win, which is the lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Hammer comes down 10am this morning. In case you haven't, you've only got an hour and, good Lord, you haven't got that long, an hour and 22 minutes. Uh, so this one, you text Steve, S-T-E-V-E, and then your bid in pence. If you think it's going to go for 11 pence... You text Steve, 11, and then send it to treble 821. If you think it's going to be £1.19, you text Steve, 119, and send it to treble 821. This competition finishes at 10am this morning. You must be over 16. The entries are limited and cost £1.50, plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. It's a lovely laptop. It really is, and I hope it goes to, to you, ladies and gentlemen. OK. 84850 steve at uh, Another one here very quickly. Uh, you'll feel so much better on your new eating regime. And everybody's got these, um, these blenders, these Vitamix things. Must be a bit more money out there than I thought. There's a lot of rich people in the LBC pound. audience out yeah. there. Yeah. That is absolutely amazing, isn't it, really? And another one here. Sandra's got one as well. She said, it might be expensive, but it's worth every penny. I think expensive is an understatement. Well, I think, like I said earlier, if you've got, uh, got a piece of kit that's um, multitasking, that will do several jobs for you, then kind of it pays for itself, really. Yeah. It's when you but spend that much money on just one thing. And you flick it, and this thing, it turns it into flour. That's amazing. It is unbelievable. Now, what can you make with rice? Can you make bread with rice flour, yes. potentially? Yes, I think you can, yes. Yeah. So what's, really what's this diet that you're on at the moment? Well, I'm just, I've cut out, um, because my sugar levels were way too high, so I've cut right. out bread... I've cut out um, cakes, biscuits and sweets. All very positive. Yeah, it's all, it's all good stuff. And I've tried, because I think bread is really bad. I think good bread's good, but I, don't, I, I can't tell what, what good bread is. So There's I'm, a lot of fat in bread, isn't there? Yes, and it's, it, it can't be good for you because I'm, mm. I, I need to lose a bit of weight. 
And it makes you very bloated, makes you quite tired, I think, wheat as well. That's what everybody said. Especially after pasta. If you give up pasta and bread for a yeah. few weeks, you definitely feel a bit lighter but inside. But you can't beat a bit of crusty French bread and dip it oh, in your curry sauce or something. pate or something. Oh, pate, oh, lovely. Mm. See, pate's so bad for you because it's so fat. Saturated fat. Saturated well, fat. Well, you can see it. You can see the little globules yeah. of fat in pate, Even you? Even little pork pies, the Melton Mowbray pork pies, which are lovely with salad cream. Yeah. It's all fat. You shouldn't, you know, we Salami. can't be I love salami. Is that really fat? Cured meats. Yeah, very, very high in fat, very high in salt. Mm. So what are we supposed to Cured eat now? Meats, well, Lettuce nothing. leaves. But even, they'll probably find that carcinogenic in a couple of months' time. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise you. There's nothing that's good for you. No. You know, I, I can't think of any food. <laughs> I mean, I, I walked past Patisserie Valerie and I thought, hmm, perhaps I could have one of those cakes. And I thought, no, you can't. And I thought, perhaps I have a sausage roll. No, you can't. It's all Every, bad. You can't ev- even have pies. Everything in moderation, Steve, including moderation itself. Yes, that's it true. Go. Brian says, I've said it before, Jedward ought to be banished from the screens. They're <laughs> insipid, childish and irritating. They should be wearing Andy pandy romper suits. Believe you me, if they thought they could earn money through wearing Andy pandy yeah, romper would. suits, they would have them. <laughs> Shelley's got one of these blenders. So much more than a smoothie maker. Does soup, sauces, scrambled egg. Because the machine scrambled is so egg. powerful. Yeah. What mixes the... Yeah. Before you I put suppose. it in the pan. Yeah. Oh. I'm amazed I've discovered so many people who've actually got these things. Let's find some unusual recipes with this blender thing. No, let's not. (laughs) (laughs) We might be enlightening people who've got the blender and they haven't tried it for that purpose before. Yeah. Rice flour's (laughs) a good one, I like that. (laughs) Uh, Somebody here, Lynn, listens to the programme with a husband. He's just said, how does he manage to talk so much? Uh, money, I think. It's money. That's what encourages me to talk a lot. I get paid for it, amazingly (laughs) enough. Um, are you with BT? In what, Your my, phone line? My fo- no. Ah, you're not. No. Who are you with? Virgin. Right. Uh, you were with BT? No. Oh, you've never been with BT? No. Oh, right. Why? I'm oh, just curious, because I got a letter from um, AOL saying... Did you get my bill or something? No, no, no. <laughs> it, 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 it was just a thing saying that I can swap over to them and okay. it can save me £92 a year or something just with a phone call. You know, you don't need to do anything. You just give them a phone call and presumably they then just swap your line over. Right. And I thought, well, that's quite good. I quite fancy doing that. And now I'm thinking, I can't remember if my BT thing... I think it must be paid on direct debit, so I've got to find out which account it's in mm. and get that changed. Do you have your um, telly on BT as well? Or whatever it is. Your telly? Yeah, you know, like your cable service or your... Don't your... have cable. No? no? You've just got channel one, two, three, four, five. Yes. And then yeah. I've got the Freeview channels. Oh, OK. So you've got a little Freeview box. No, 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 it's built into the television. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Integrated Freeview. Yes, integrated Freeview. Integrated. <laughs> so, so uh, uh, strange enough, I get loads of Freeview at night time, not yeah. necessarily during the daytime. At daytime, I'll put it onto one channel, and there'll be nothing there again. Then at night time, there's loads of other channels pop up. That's Hence because, watching the food mix. That's because thing. a lot of channels only pay to be aired between certain points in the evening. Right. Like, they'll only be on air from five in the afternoon through until ten in the evening. Right. Not ah. all the time. But that's where I saw the, um, this food blender. <laughs> and I've watched it. I'm not going to buy it, but, I, but if, if I had a bigger kitchen, I might have bought it. And mm. I thought, no, what would I use it for? I wouldn't, seriously, if I want a tin of soup, I'd go and buy a tin of soup. Do you not cook, really? Not really, no, I, no, I don't. No. no? Not a cook. Well, apparently, in the papers today, with all this money floating around, and clearly we've just established that lots of LBC listeners have got plenty of spare cash, also, lots of Brits actors and actresses have got plenty of cash at the moment, because apparently the, we're kind of beating uh, the US talent over there. The figures have come out for the star's top uh, pay packets. Simon Cowell has become king of the world TV with a deal that is earning him uh, £45.5 million a season wow. for the US version of X Factor. That's almost uh, set to double 
in 2012 when he'll have two seasons uh, giving him some cash. Also, who's the other one? Uh, Hugh Laurie is now the highest paid TV actor in the world. He's earning £423,289 an episode. An episode? Yeah, for House. Half a million pounds an episode. An episode. Wow. Gordon Ramsay, he's uh, banking £136,000 an episode for his US version of Hell's Kitchen as well. So lots of uh, Brit talent heading stateside and earning a lot of cash. Yes. And in fact, Hugh's doing it with an American accent. Yes. What sort of American accent it is, I've got no idea. He kind of has got a bit of a twang now, though. Anyway, I mean, he's been over there for ages, so in fairness to him, you probably... Quite How many shows do they make a year then? Four hundred eighty thousand. How many do they do in a season? Because American seasons are quite short, aren't they? Yeah. So I wow. don't know. Might be like ten, ten or eleven episodes a season. Yeah, possibly. I was talking to but... uh, Nick Abbott the other day, and we were talking about style of broadcasting. He said, "He said your your style is is very much." He said, an American style. Howard Stern could do this. You know, would be doing this sort of program. Mm-hmm. He said, in America, of course, he turns over ten million a year. Wow. So how y'all out there? Is he national? Is he for the <laughs> yeah, whole of national. the states? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Because that's the thing with America as well, because of sheer landmass. It's yeah. so huge. If you have a national programme, yeah. it can be massive. Yes, I think massive. if you're syndicated, that's good. I mean, you can hear this all over the world. Yeah. But to be honest with you, I'd, I'm, I've never seen a salary of £10 million. No. I'm not sure I'd, I'd, I'd feel happy to... What am I talking about? Of course, sure, of course you would. What a stupid thing ridiculous. to say. What a stupid thing to say. Think of all the blenders you could buy. Well, it's, if I had a big, big kitchen, I'd probably buy one just for the sake of having it. It comes in different colours, but it's reconditioned. I don't understand the reconditioned bit, ladies and gentlemen. You have to tell me about that. 84850-steve-at-lbc.co.uk. Let's have a ch- uh, check on the, uh, the rows now. And uh, he's still there, waiting patiently. It's Craig. Hello, Steve. Thank you. On the North Circular at uh, Henley's Corner. Andrew Pierce, Kevin Maguire, uh, lunchtime today. Well, ten o'clock. I call it lunchtime because for me it is lunchtime. And with the aftermath of the riots, it's been an unprecedented week. Prison sentencing. Andrew and Kevin will look ahead and ask, have we let anger cloud our judgment and what's the future for youth justice? Also, as the International Development Secretary of State says famine in Somalia is a race against time, they'll be discussing whether the UK has become too introspective. Is it time to turn our events to around the world or do we already have too much to deal with back home that's with andrew pierce and kevin mcguire today from 10 on lbc 97.3 will gowing's looking through the papers yeah and some uh, devastating news which i'm sure most people are aware of uh, of course the honeymooners ian, Red- ian redmond uh, sorry for that ian redmond and uh, Gemma, who were honeymooning in the seychelles ian was attacked by a shark in the waters, obviously, just uh, in, mm. in the Seychelles. And uh, Gemma was witness to that attack as well. Really horrendous story. And uh, you said, Steve, earlier, it's kind of everyone's worst nightmare, really. You know, someone who you're clearly deeply in love with and there's nothing you can do to help them. No. Um, it uh, appear, appears in the papers today that a shark's tooth found in uh, Ian's body has now determined that it was a great white shark. This ironically, uh, is good news for the government of the Seychelles because it means that it's not a local shark, therefore it's not a local problem for them to sort out. It's actually a great white that has travelled in. Um, So that's just a little bit of uh, development, really, on that story that came out. Huh? Might be hanging around in the water. Absolutely. I mean, I don't... There there are lots of uh, marine biologists going out there to, to actually put their two pennies worth in and um, advise them on what to do next. But uh, apparently it's very unusual anyway for uh, a, great wa- a great white to kind of linger around one patch. Mm. They originally thought it was a bull shark. If that was the case, there could be local 
bull shark communities in the Seychelles, which obviously would be very, very bad news very, for the tourist industry. They're very solitary, industry. aren't they, great whites? I've, I keep thinking, you never ever see two or three great whites together, you just see one, and these things hurtle out of the depth, Yeah, you know, with so much power that it's impossible. I just feel a bit sorry that it's now going to be hunted, or it might be yeah. hunted, or it might not be hunted, because it hasn't got the faith. It's only doing what it does naturally. I know. It's, um... We've invaded their, their space. It says here, actually, there's some facts down here. Great whites are the largest uh, flesh eaters responsible for around 350 attacks. 63 of those are fatal. Uh, they can swim for more than 12,000 miles and can hunt in cold wow. water. Because they just uh, bite, don't they? Because yeah. they, they, And they, they rip. They're not... So, in other words, what they see, the image that they see, if you're on a surfboard, yeah. is they see what looks like the image of a seal. A seal, yeah. And seals are presumably their, their favourite food. And their biting is a, uh, an investigative... That's right, thing. yes. Because Unfortunately, they don't have bit, arms. No, it's a little bit fatal, mm. because when they bite somebody, they can, in fact, bite you completely in half yeah. if this thing comes out of the water. Because when this guy came out, he was alive. Mm. And she said to him, you're going to be fine, you're going to be fine. He died because of his he injuries. He died because of the injuries, because of the amount of blood that he'd lost. Yeah. Dreadful. I mean, absolutely Very dreadful. sad. Very it's sad, so indeed. sad. Um, apparently, Gemma's uh, returned home as well. Yes. Um, to... I can't remember where she said she lived now, in the papers. Um... It doesn't say, actually. It just says uh, oh. she's returned back to uh, the cottage that they'd both been renovating, which, again, is, um, must be devastating for her. Talk about devastating. Gavin Henson. Talk about devastatingly naff. What a boring man. Small wonder even Charlotte Church couldn't keep up with the dullness of this man here. Uh, 25 bimbos all let loose. Uh, they have no intention of finding a relationship with him because, frankly, you would die of boredom, I'm afraid. But uh, they just are attention seekers. They're mainly... Mainly sad bimbos, and you know you're there with, with Gavin Henson. And to be honest with you, there's not a lot you can say about him. You could write his his resume on the back of a grain of sand, and it would still have loads more room underneath to write other things. Nobody likes um, the daytime nightmare, which is let's do lunch with Gino and Mel. Uh, it's, <laughs> I'm on my own on that one. You though, are clearly. alone, sadly. Every <laughs> critic has said here. I mean, she re she really is absolutely awful. Oh, I like. Her. Well, you might like her, but she's she's a bit Dermot O'Dreary. He's very sweet, but he can't host a programme. And, no, and there is an art to presenting TV programmes. It's no good just taking somebody like Peter Andre and get all oh, the public like him, you know, because he cannot present. They, they, they've said here, go to hell, never darken our screens again. And mm. that's, and, you know, they really don't like him. He's, he's probably a very sweet man, loves his family, but as a television presenter, he's, he's down there with, with the crickets, I'm afraid. Not happy with that one. Not happy with that one. So Gavin Henson, we don't like. Don't like uh, Peter Andre. They don't like... Um, Mel and Sue. Mel and Sue do this great British bake-off. It was quite good before, just with Sue Perkins. Unfortunately, they've saddled us with Mel Unfunny Gidroich now. Who Funny is enough, so Mel, and, Mel and Sue, of course, used to do Light Lunch yes, years ago, which is um, follows the same kind of premise as this uh, new Mel and Gino show yes. on ICB1 in the afternoon. And I really liked Light Lunch, because that was when I was a student, so mm. I used to take most afternoons off and just sit there watching Light Lunch. Yeah. And then we discovered that Mel Gidroich wasn't at all funny. And that was the problem. Sue Perkins was always the funny one. Mel was the sort of short, dumpy one who wasn't funny at all. She's very intelligent, isn't she, Sue Perkins? Yes, very yes, I like her, actually. Right, cookie. Talking of people coming out, Gareth Thomas came out as gay to his wife and he's talking about... Uh, they're going to make a film about uh, being a gay rugby player. OK. Just another shaven-headed queen, I'm afraid, on the scene, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, here an interesting film, though. Yes, it should be very interesting. They're thinking of Mickey Rourke mm. playing him. I mean, it's an interesting subject, because people think, oh, if you're a butch rugby player, you couldn't possibly be gay. Yeah. You wait till I start naming gay premiership footballers, ladies and gentlemen. You'd be surprised how many yeah, there are Yeah, plenty of there. those. Oh, dear me. Probably on Max Clifford's books. Yes. I should be uh, <laughs> I've got any more time. I have to finish. OK. Oh, no. I have to let you go.
on holiday. It's been a pleasure. A thrill. Yes. I'll try not to leave it so, so long next time. I'll try not to. Yes. I do like coming in. <laughs> Have a good day, to. everyone. Bless you and you. That's Will, Will Gowing. He'll be back with us very shortly. Once we, once we can fit him in. Because it's, <laughs> it's a case of, he's the one difficult. We, we sort of say, oh, you can do this. And oh, no, I can't do that one. On holiday, cooking in somebody's <laughs> Le Creuset or something. I bet you anything now, you'll get one for Christmas, which would be lovely. Oh, I'd love that. What are these funny things? These are TV you? lights. Oh, very nice. TV li- they're very powerful. Unfortunately, they make everybody look a bit washed out when we turn them on. They switch on just over I by the door. I just noticed them. Very nice. Darren's here after nine. And we'll sort out all your problems. We'll remind you again about the uh, competition to get your hands on my Sony Vio laptop. All of that coming up. Weekdays from 7am. Join Nick Ferrari. Morning, everybody. Nice heavy company. It's Steve Allen's Sunday Breakfast. It's LBC 97.3. Darren's with us in a moment. And we take all your uh, questions. We've got a load to get through today, so bear with us on those. And uh, Tom and Twickenham, I disagree with you. I think the cakes of Patisserie Valerie look absolutely stunning. In fact, I have actually bought before. I got caught by my doctor. She said, somebody reported you. They said they saw you buying cakes. It's not all for me. I was buying them as a gift for Alec and Hillary. I couldn't eat them. I have eaten one of their cakes. They're delicious. They're absolutely delicious. Uh, I didn't know they did donuts, actually, but the croissants, absolutely sensational. But it's all their cream slides. I'm making myself ill thinking about it. We'll take the news at nine o'clock. So much easier. On FM... Morning, everybody. Nice to have you. It's amazing how many of you got these Vitamix machines. I can't believe it. Have you it's bought a... one? No, I, but Good. I watched. The... Have you watched the demo? No, I. It is fantastic. Moment. You would. You would. I mean, if you because you, can't you do have it because you're uh, I diabetic. Don't. Exactly. I don't do smoothies. But they, but they, they they took some rice, a handful of rice, put it in there. Five seconds. It's made flour. Great. He put coffee bean. I mean, as a demonstration alone, it was worth the four hundred pounds. A modern miracle of technology. How far we've come forward. They love them. Everybody yes. loves them. Eight four eight five zero. Steve at LBC Darren's back with us again. Morning. Which is good. Actually, Kevin says I've got a Vitamix, and when making soup, it blends the ingredients so quickly that after four to five minutes, the soup is boiling hot. It's incredible. So they, I mean, you're I'm, easily pleased, Steve. But no, I'm not. I mean, I wouldn't buy one, but I'm just impressed by the demo and how much money people have got. Even Paul, he says there's a, a Vitamix demonstration <laughs> planned for next weekend in the living kitchen at Bentles. I'd love to know what the markup of I these are. Oh, huge, I should imagine. Yeah. But these are reconditioned machines they're selling on the television, which means it's a second-hand machine, I think. But, um, so next weekend is Bank Holiday Monday, is it? Oh, right. Brace yourself for that, then. Brace yourself for that. Thank you, Paul, very much indeed. Another one here says, we bought our Vitamix in Costco two months ago. That's Jenny. They have weekends in Costco where the machine is demonstrated. Yeah, you've you can been buy there it. when they, they've demonstrated it. Have I? Yeah. Oh, right. Do you know, I have. You're quite right, but yeah. I didn't know it was a Vitamix machine. She says, it's extremely noisy. If you've got thin walls with your neighbours, you may not want to buy it. Well, it's been an amazing week in other technology, other than mixers. Google have bought Motorola's mobile division, so oh, they're right. going to be making mobile phones very shortly for many billions of pounds. HP, Hewlett Packard, have dumped their... Uh, computer division they're not making any more of those web tablets it only came out in july they've wow. given up the ghost already oh and in america they're selling them off for 99 dollars. so if you're going out there Buy grab them. yourself a bargain yeah. and uh the ps3 the playstation 3's dropped in price this week as well so if you've been planning to buy one of those now's the chance nintendo have dropped the price of their 3d console as well good lord what a week what a week and amazingly apple is now worth as much of all the Eurozone banks combined. 
Good grief. All 32 euro banks. If you put them all together, the That's market capitalisation is the same as Apple. It shows no sign of slowing down. Well, considering down, Apple in nine, 15 years ago was about to go bust, yeah. you couldn't make computers anyone wanted to buy, the iPod hadn't been invented, iTunes didn't exist. Yeah. It had to go to Microsoft and get them to invest 150 million dollars to, to to stay afloat right to get to the situation where it's now worth as much as all of europe's banks the eurozone banks mm. combined is pretty phenomenal so an amazing week in Reef. technology amazing if you'd bought shares in apple three years ago they would have been 65 dollars and They're now, now three hundred and sixty-five dollars. Wow! Wow! That's Didn't all because you, you buy two of everything, Steve. That's I did, why I did tell you at the time, ladies and gentlemen, get those Apple <laughs> shares. Get this. I bought some. Uh, yeah, sadly, you didn't. I oh, know. Mm-hmm. Wish I had. Never done. mind. Wish I had done. Okay, uh, I've got to ask you a question. Actually, first of all, just for, I must thank uh, Paul in Lower Sunbury. Thank you very much indeed, Paul. Very no, much appreciated. When are they changing the computers here? Because this soon not working. Soon, don't break it on air. Well, it's broken already. It's- um, if only had a technology guru could fix it. If only. Hmm. If only. Um, I got a letter the other day from AOL saying they can take over my phone line. Right. And so I can have it all in-house. And I, all it takes is for me to call them and just say, I want to... And presumably they then phone BT and go, ha-ha, you've lost another customer. Yeah. And, and then I have to cancel, presumably, my BT standing order. Yeah. Which I can't remember where it is. I'll, I'll find it somewhere. It might be with the bank. I'm not sure about. Hmm. And... Um, and so, is, is it as straightforward as that? What's the deal that AOL are I can't offering? remember. They just say we can save you 92 quid a year or something. But have you actually worked... Have you rung BT to see if there's a deal they, they will do? Right. Ring them first. Right, see OK. See if they, they'll do anything. Because they, they won't want to lose you either. Right. Oh, OK. But, well. so, yeah, you can... Do you need to save £92 a year? No, not particularly, no. <laughs> <laughs> Str- strangely enough... Uh, Ken says, you said you were thinking about switching your phone service to AOL. AOL came last out of 19 companies when Witch Magazine carried out a survey. Well, see, I've, the only time I had trouble with AOL is when, you know, they were trying to put through a card, which I didn't have. So, yes. you know, it swings and roundabouts. It is. It swings and roundabouts. Some people have good experiences. Some people won't have good experiences. OK, you ready? Yeah. Julie. My name is Julie. So you are. I have an iPad, which is now asking me to update my Adobe Flash player. When I select download, it doesn't give me an option for the iPad. Can you help? Um, iPad doesn't run Adobe Flash player. It's not um, the iPad that's asking you to update it. It's the websites that you're visiting that use Flash. Right. That is asking you to so do it. So it doesn't run it. No. So if you go to, let's say, the LBC website and you want to listen to LBC on the iPad, rather than going to the website, you go to the App Store and download LBC there. Yeah. Rather than uh, listening in th- to the website. If you're going to websites that say update Adobe, then go to the App Store and see if there's a, an equivalent for the site that you're visiting. All right. OK. Margaret's got a quick here, which you don't have. She said, can you tell me if Windows contact people by phone? I had such a call yesterday, supposedly from them. They wanted to discuss downloading. I just mm. hung up on them. I'm a bit worried as they knew my name. Microsoft don't contact anybody by telephone. No. So, Margaret. It's a scam. They would ask you for something like 75 quid to try and fix your computer, which doesn't have any problems. They're just randomly ringing up people right. from the phone box, yep. phone, phone book, rather. And, so, uh, you, you put the phone down on these people straight away. Go, thank you, no, put the phone down. Happened okay. to me a couple of years ago, and they said, you've got a problem with your PC and Microsoft. I said, that's funny, I use a Mac. They hung up on me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay, it is the current edition of which, which has talked about AOL broadband. So... Uh, question for, for Darren, says Anne. 
Is there any backup software which will backup data incrementally in original format rather than compressing it so you can view files from the external hard drive? Um, there's tons of it out there. There's a great website which has got a very long name, so you may have to podcast this. It's called data backup software review top ten reviews dot com. We'll put that on your blog, Steve. Right. Because it's a very long website. Do they know this? I'll give it to them when we finish. <laughs> data backup software review dot top ten reviews dot com and it gives you a review of all the software out there, what the pros and cons of each one is before you decide which one. Now, you don't say whether you're using a Mac or a PC. If you're using a Mac, I would recommend a piece of software called SuperDuper, which will do that. Mm. Very good piece of software. Okay. All right. Jim says, I don't know what this reconditioned nonsense is all about. Personally, I don't ever buy a brand new one. This is on these Vitamix. It says reconditioned. Well, lots of places do recondition. You go to the. But they're Apple... selling them on the television. She's going, and we can't get them anywhere else at this price. This three nine nine. But it, and it says so underneath reconditioned. For a yeah, but it's, it's it's it looks quite sturdy. So it should be for four hundred <laughs> quid. Depends how many. My job went past an ice cream shop near. Um, because uh, my friend Carlo's got one in, in Richmond, as you know. Mm-hmm. I had a great write-up in the standard the other day. But this one by Richmond Bridge does candy floss flavour ice cream. How cool is that? I didn't have any. I just thought... No wonder you're diabetic. I just thought, no, I'm, my numbers are fantastic. The are last they? week and a half, I've had no cakes, no biscuits, no bread. No life. No butter, no life. I'm depressed. I'm drinking a lot. <laughs> starting to tear my hair out. What little is left. Um, Steve, I have an Advent laptop. Oh, how look Christmas. How lovely. And when I unplug it, the computer goes dead as though it does not have a battery, even though the battery symbol says the battery is 100% charged. The laptop is under a year old. Take it back. Take it back. Yeah. Don't waste Repair it or replace it. It's less than a year. Do it under the warranty. Yeah. Because you don't want any of this sort of rubbish going on. It's very, very annoying. I paid for AVG, says Caroline, Internet Security 2011 on my computer. Now, the computer came with SANA Security Identity Protection. I've heard you say it's important not to confuse your computer with too many security devices. I therefore turn the SANA security identity off when I turn the computer on. Is that necessary? Well, SANA, I think, has been bought by AVG, so you may find that AVG is already doing the same job. All right. But check with the internet security protection that you have, that you have identity protection on it. If you don't have it on it on the AVG one, then you can turn the SANA one back on because it's protecting your personal information. Right. As opposed to AVG, which is doing internet viruses and other stuff as well. Right. I didn't understand that call, I'm afraid. I just kind of switched off on that bit. Sorry. Um, one for your computer expert from David, who says, I have an iPad 2, I have the BBC iPlayer app, and although I can watch current programmes, when I try to catch up on missed programmes, I keep getting the loading symbol, but then the response, unable to load, please try later. I get that as well. Is it because we haven't downloaded it properly? Is someone often to do with your network connection okay. make sure you're on wireless yes. reboot it okay. reboot the mac uh, the ipad and yeah. try again okay because I, I i get that sometimes i sometimes i sit there and i go to the iplayer and it, it won't let me actually go there so i don't know anything about it Listen. turn it on and off again okay my turn. favorite expression as well you know yes i've done that before actually i've what, turned things, things on and, on and off, off yeah, again, yeah i have well, amazing how often it works still doesn't work <laughs> turn, turn you on and off again i know I wish mm. somebody, i'm a bit like a switch at the side mm. We've got a little meerkat upstairs. It's that Alexander one, but he's the one who's sold in Harrods and he's got a little smoking jacket on and a cravat. They sell those at London Zoo. Uh, that's right. It's yeah. a, they, a percentage goes to London ZSL. Yes. Yeah, yes. Really? Okay, yeah, I've seen yeah. them in London They look Zoo. really nice. They are lovely. And he talks. As a fellow, he... you could get 20% off. Really? Yeah. yeah. But he, 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 he talks, but it doesn't sound like his voice. Meerkats, I hate to tell you, Steve, 
do not talk. They are yeah. not from what Russia. What do you know? What do you know? I've been in with the Mirkins. They're Russian. They're not Russian. They're Russian, I tell you. It's sad to think that a generation of children will think meerkats will come from Russia. Yes. Well, I was talking to Nick Majerison this morning. He was almost disappointed that he, he's now accepted the fact that he doesn't think UFOs exist. <laughs> dear, dear. I said you've been eating mushrooms again, haven't you? I can tell. <laughs> I can almost tell when he does mushrooms. Fourteen past nine. In life, there's good. Oh, nice goal. And... Morning, every 19 minutes past nine. Uh, Ian went to the London Street Photography Exhibition at the Museum of London, which yep. you and Darren recommended some weeks ago. Really is excellent. Ordinary street scenes from the 1890s to 2010. How times have changed. Also bought a book, London Then and Now, by Diane Burstein. How I Miss Her Secret London segments. Yes, she's still doing the walks, and I've, I've said before, if you go to the LBC website, there's a piece on angels, and she does some of the walks around angels. So you, can, you can go there and look at their, their costume store, store in Hendon. Five and a half million costumes. You'll love it. Promise you, really good, you know, kids would love it as well, so it's got everything. We're thinking of going back there and doing something for Christmas for our advent calendar, I think. But, uh, no, we, we've recommended the Museum of London. I've just bought a whole lot of books on Amazon, uh, forgotten pictures of London, Victorian buildings that aren't there anymore mm. and stuff like that, and interiors of all the great mansions, because I love things like that. I'd love to see the inside of the theatre that was next to this building in Leicester Square, the Alhambra. The Alhambra. There's no pictures of the interior, are there? I've not seen any. The outside looked fantastic. Yeah. But, uh, but London must have been very murky and foggy. We've got pictures of the backs. So if you come round to the back here, you can see... You must see go and have a look around the Hippodrome as well, see how that's going on. Well, it's obviously a bit slower now, because they're not opening until 2012. Well, it's only so six months away. It's only six months away, but I, yeah. we, we, we've said that we will go back there and go and do that. Uh, right, one from Steve, who says, Darren, can you tell me how to remove a page published on Google? The, this information, which contains personal details, was published on the website of a statutory organisation which Google have now got hold of. It's very difficult to remove stuff. Is it actually Google that have published it, or is it a website that's appearing on Google? You have know. to contact the company that is publishing it, and I suspect I know which one it is because it contains all sorts of information. If you go on their website, there is an explanation on how you do it, but it's not easy. Right. Okay. Uh, you haven't got this one from Mahendra because we, we had lots of problems before. People with slow computers. Mm. Mahendra says, started to work from home recently. But the computer is slow in accessing files from servers at work. I have VPN installed. Outlook is fine, but Sage is very, very slow. What can I do to speed it up? Problem with a lot of broadband connections at home is the upload and download speeds can vary. So, mm. <sighs> difficult one to answer um, easily. Right. Your VPN is running, so you've got a secure connection between you and work. Yeah. But why Sage, is Sage very, very slow. That's the very odd thing. Mm. Um, I don't know. I'll have to have a look at that one. Okay, have a look I'm at that one. That Colin Sage. says, I have Snow Leopard. Yep. And I've read many bad reviews about Lion, which makes me hesitate about switching. Any comments? Lion has been updated this week to iron out the bugs that appeared in the first version, and that seems to resolve 99% of the issues. The only thing i would be hesitant about if uh, you're thinking about upgrading is if you use a lot of adobe products which is yet to update completely so if you use any of the creative suite you may want to think about uh, looking on their website first and see if the solutions to the issues they're having have been resolved other than that it's absolutely fine you're using lion steve aren't you yes and it's been fine yes fine yeah. absolutely so monica then says do i buy a netbook or an ipad depends what you want to use it for um she doesn't say it's entirely up to you. What's your budget? If you can afford an iPad for the budget, then go for the iPad. Yeah. Remember, iPad doesn't have a keyboard. It's a virtual keyboard, so if you're going to be typing a lot, 
Yeah. You, and writing, for example, you might want to consider the net book. But there again, you know, the iPad is... And remember to buy the best one you can afford because you don't want to buy something that's, you know, that they, they come in different sizes. They I forget what indeed. size mine is. But I think it's about average. I, I would go for now. an iPad. What would you go for, Steve? I, well, I mean, I've, I've got an iPad, so I don't, I've never had the other one, so I can only say an iPad. I mean, Johnny just dreams. He touches mine, and it's, you know, yeah, yeah, it's, it's nice. Good. I like it. I, li- I like the new one because it's thinner, but bearing in mind, it's not cheap. You know, they aren't cheap. If, if you've got a few hundred pounds to spare, and judging by the amount of you buying these, these Vitamix mixer things, you've obviously got loads of money out there. So, so go, go for... That's the same with everything. You know, ladies, if you're going out buying an outfit, you're going to buy the best outfit that you can afford because you know it's, 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 it's just uh, folly to go for something a little bit cheaper. Uh, one here. Question for Darren, says Anil. My laptop hard drive is almost full and the computer's very slow. I wondered if I would still be able to copy the hard drive contents to an external one and reformat my laptop, but still keep the option of running the copy as a separate computer with all the programmes and data. If possible, this will give me a clean drive without sacrificing anything currently on the computer, as it will be in the copy. Does it make sense? Yes, you Not can, to me, you but can to do that, yeah. yeah. Um, you certainly should back the whole system up anyway, so you could have it as a, a fallback. Um, the best thing probably to do is, as I say, uh, uh, is do a ghost copy onto uh, an external drive, reformat, right. put the software that you need, only the vital software that you need on your main computer, and then keep all the data on an external drive somewhere. But remember, you've got to back up both versions right. later. It makes it a bit more complicated when you're coming to back up. But, yeah, why not? Okay. Uh, actually, on the subject of reconditioned, uh, Lizzie says, I bought my Apple laptop reconditioned online from Apple. Yeah. They, they sell reconditioned they ones. They do. Refurbished. What does that mean? Refurbished. It means that somebody's bought it or it's been out on a loan to a journalist or whatever. It's gone back. It's gone back to the factory. They strip it down. Right. Put it back. It's as if it's new. You get yeah. a guarantee. Polish for it up. Yeah. The old. You know. Yeah. You wouldn't notice that it was. That's what the, these mixers must be, and that's why they're doing them at the slightly cheaper price than they would yeah. be normally, because it's 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 a good machine. It's all brand new, but it's reconditioned. People have bought it. They've decided yeah. they've not wanted it. Sent it back right. rather than just throw it away. They they resell yeah, they them again, it, and yeah. they sell them to these online yeah, companies. And it's ah, cheaper. that's right. Yeah. Okay, Chris, Stacey, thank you very much indeed for that. I'm going to. Everybody said exactly the same. Uh, one here, which you, you don't have. Oh, you do have this one from Anthony. Should I jailbreak my iPhone? What's that mean? I've heard this expression before and I can't remember what it means. Jailbreaking your iPhone means changing the software on the phone that allows you to run unauthorised software. software so that Apple... the answer is no? Well, oh. if you want to invalidate your warranty, right. and when it goes horribly wrong and you take it back to the Apple store, they refuse to touch it, then that's, that's fine. Right. But I wouldn't if I were you. You open yourself to all sorts of problems. Yeah. The moment you start fiddling about with things, it's like, as we've said before, when you go to America, things might be cheaper for you at the moment, but remember, their warranty is not valid here. Except they for have, Apple. Except for Apple. Their warranty yeah. is valid, is it? It is for everything but the iPhone. Yeah. So you can go and buy an iPhone. It'll be much cheaper over there, but the warranty will not be managed in this country. But it's it's a North American warran- warranty, yeah, which applies, I think, to loads of other electrical stuff, doesn't yeah. it? Be very careful. And around Times well, Square... You're supposed to buy... You're supposed to pay duty and tax when you come in yeah, through customs. So if people you, buy it. If you buy a $1,000 camera, yeah. you're supposed to declare it as you come through but customs. But they don't. People no. don't. And if you're stopped, you then get fined and it ends up costing you a lot more than... Uh, yeah. And you lose the product as well. Mm. So it's not... But also, around Times Square, if you're going to New York, and around, I think, Florida as well, full of electrical shops, yeah. you cannot move with people standing outside. And unlike here, where you've got to go in and find an assistant, somebody who knows what they're talking about, out there, they come out to you. 
What are you looking for in particular? I'm just having a look. What sort of thing? We've got. That's often a scam, though. I nearly got caught in New York when I was looking in the window at a camera, and a man came out and said, "Oh, are you interested in this one?" He told me all about it, and it turned out he didn't work for the store at all. He was trying to get me to go around the corner and buy one off the back of a lorry, so to speak. Which of course wouldn't really be a proper one anyway. No, he was going to mug me. Yeah. Do you know that? He's so ahead of it, though, doesn't he? Mm. Now, if you go to New York, there is a chance if a man comes out and says, come round the corner with me, <laughs> he's going to mug you. I mean, Darren picked up on that instantly, so just let that be a warning to you, just in case, you know, some of you might be writing in saying, well, I, I met this man and he, we did go round the corner and he did sell me a camera because he just nicked it. Uh, Brian says, how can I get my iTunes account to work on more than one computer? Install iTunes on the other computer, and then when you put your username or your Apple ID into it, it will ask you whether or not you want to authorise that computer to uh, work with that iTunes account, and you say yes, and that is that. Right. Now, don't forget, when you stop using that computer, to deauthorise it, because you only get five machines per account. Yeah, five machines per account. So if you were to have five machines in the house, you can run iTunes on all those five, but not no more than that. Excellent. Sadly, no more time, Darren. Thank you very much indeed. Pleasure as always. Great pleasure. So just remember, if you're in a shop and somebody comes out and says, just don't do it, all right? Don't do it. More sound of advice on the, uh, on the LBC Steve Allen show. <laughs> oh, I really need some fruit, I think, this morning. Anyway, Darren's back with you uh, tomorrow telling you where to go, and he'll be back with us on the programme next Sunday. LBC 97. Hello. There you are. Nice to have your company. Welcome to Sunday morning. You'll never know. You'll never know. Anyway, after the news at uh, 10 today, they're back. Will they have an argument? Yes. Of course. Will they, will they disagree? No. Yes, of course they will. Well, I can, Andrew te- and Kevin, excuse well, me. I can Andrew, tell you. Andrew, I'm doing the build-up for you. Oh, I'm sorry. trying to build up. Kevin's here not having a shave, and Andrew's had a shave. So obviously uh, one's been on television today and one hasn't. Exactly. <laughs> hey, look, you can always You're just tell. jealous because I can grow facial hair. Yeah, well, uh, you know, to be honest with you, you are right. There. And, and, and it's not only facial hair he can't grow, Kevin, it's head on, hair on the top of his head. Very bitter this morning, isn't it? They've started already. Go on, pick an argument with me, <laughs> lover of Sally Burko. Do you <laughs> like her, do you? No, I don't. can't bear her. Airhead. I, but it, it, it isn't, I can't bear it. I just think we shouldn't really put people on the television where they don't have any particular talent apart mm. from being married to somebody. Mm, so yeah. I wouldn't put Nancy Delolio or Kerry Katona or any of these other people. As Maguire pointed out yesterday, or somebody pointed out, she said she wanted to t- stick two fingers up to the establishment. Well, A, that's a rather vulgar thing to say, but actually her husband is the living embodiment of the establishment. Yeah, but some of the people she's in the house with are so well, stupid, they think her, her husband owns the yeah, house. I know, so I gather. Somebody but from Essex. Yeah. Well, she has stuck two fingers up. At her, yes, her she husband, has. but she isn't an airhead, and that, this is no, what I don't think this is what airhead, makes no. it uh, more inexplicable, harder to understand. She's why desperate uh, to be fa- she's hired Max is, Clifford. She is desperate. She's hired. Famous. If you hire Max Clifford at the prices, she couldn't have afforded yeah. to hire Max Clifford without this job. because no. this is twenty thousand quid, and you can imagine Burko going. That's his normal fee. It is a normal monthly that's fee. That's a normal monthly fee for for Max. But if she hadn't done this job, you imagine John Burko go. You're spending what? You're blooming well not. No. You're not. But she should remember what happened to George Galloway, who but never recovered. she think never this recovered. to? We were, we were trying to answer this earlier on and saying, does she think that Newsnight is going to go, right, you're going to be a presenter on Newsnight? No, I suspect she thinks she will get a daytime chat show. She'll get lots of invitations no to go on, open supermarkets, whatever you do she, when you're famous. Been, and ironically, she's been nominated to be evicted in the, in the first... Yes. First, first trial. Well, perhaps she burst into tears, I thought, because she can see this being a waste. Of, she needs to establish time in there. Mm. But to be honest with you, there are people with more personality are prepared to... You know, they haven't got, Jed would have got nothing to lose. They don't need to prove intelligence or anything. No. And they're on a huge fee. I mean, I, I think it's immensely sad that she's got to that stage. With the purple Mohican? He owns the big picture agency. He's, uh, 
all the pictures of Fleet Street go through him. Oh. I, th- I think you're better off, Steve, being bald. I mean, he's, he's about your build, isn't he, in your age? But yeah. that may he can just yes, not he's see into his sixties, isn't he? No. <laughs> anyway, after the news at ten, I'm quite taken aback. I might have to go and throw myself out the window. I think this morning. <laughs> after the news at ten, it's quite a large one over there, Steve. That might you might just get through it. Very bitter, honestly. Anyway, what are you going to be talking about today? Blair, he's, he says the UK's not in moral decline. He's made a rare domestic in- intervention into domestic politics in The oh. Observer today. Lovely. So McGuire and I would disagree over that, obviously. Yeah. I don't think Britain is in moral decline. I don't think it's... Well, it depends what you call... Mo- I don't know what moral decline means. I think, Does that I mean think that our morals have gone down? No. Have we had a little bit of anarchy? Yes. Did we deal with it? Yes. Yeah. Mo- most people are honest and hard-working. Mm. Yes. Unfortunately, there is a minority... Magic. That isn't. I see it all the time. At, yeah, at, who said we were immoral? Yeah, line, actually, at both ends of society. Yes, yes. Yeah. Don't forget those fiddling MPs and yes, yes, bankers. yes. We haven't, we haven't forgotten them at all. What else are you talking about, Kevin? Libya? Is it the end game for Gaddafi? Yeah, and if he, Gaddafi goes, his latest thing comes. wasn't in vision, was it? It was just voice. I know, but is it going to be Iraq all over again? No, 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 no plan for post the conquering. Of. Yeah. Remember, Bush said, "What did Bush say?" When he went out there. Well, it was mission accomplished, mission he accomplished, said. It wasn't. And, no, uh, and of course, from. worse came. Yeah. Far more British soldiers Still waiting for the Libyan afterwards. bomber to die. Two years on, and we're now told he's got different tablets from the rest of us. Can we have these tablets to keep all of our cancer patients alive? Yeah. Invented- Ronnie Biggs is still alive. Yeah, I know. Those tablets invented in Britain, but not available on the NHS. And it's kept him alive for, what, two years? Yeah. St- it's unbelievable. He's three, although all the doctors have said it was a misdiagnosis, oh, I yeah. thought it was fiddled. Of course. Fiddled. Get rid of him quickly as possible. Little backhander. Yeah. That's what they've done. And Ronnie Biggs, the same, should have died years ago. Yeah, yeah. His son yeah. said he's on his last legs. Yeah, right. He's not even on his legs. He's in a ch- wheelchair. Exactly. Which we're paying for. Yeah. And then we're talking about the Somalian <laughs> hang famine. Hang on, boys. Hang on. Well, you expect to pay for his own wheelchair? Yeah. I yes, after he thieved all that money. Yes, yes I do, I'm afraid. Right. I, th- I, think, I do. I, I think you'll find that was a long time ago when I it wouldn't be spent. There was rather I a lot of them. He only came crawling back to this country on his so hands and knees for the free NHS. Oh, I sometimes feel that South West Trains takes more money from me mm. than Ronnie Biggs and we that lot got from the train. Never let him back in. They should have said, you want, you want it? You pay for it, matey. Quite, I quite agree. little so-and-so. And then we're talking American <laughs> politics. Oh, yeah. A Tea Party candidate, I don't know which one it is, but they're all nuts anyway, um, has stormed out of it. She appears more... Christina Donnell. Oh, that's right, Do you think yes. he's hacked her phone? Was that it why he stormed out? But the trouble is, he, he said afterwards, he said, I can't understand why she stormed out. I thought, well, a lot of things confuse peers. Mm. But uh, isn't she? He asked her about gay weddings. That's right. And she said, "I don't want to talk about that now. You can only ask me what I what, what I want to talk about." But she she of course began her famous campaign for the Senate in Delaware, in which she lost with a party political broadcast, in which she said, "I'm not a witch," because she'd once dabbled as a younger person. We, there was a broomstick. A there was a broomstick somewhere on the stage, arguably to sweep it up. But I suspect it was her modus transparent. I'd quite like a tea party in the UK. It would destroy the right. Yeah. I, 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 like, I like it when people walk out of shows. Sarah Ferguson walked out of one in Australia mm. when he asked her about, you know, we're, we're going to play this film. And she went, well, you're cutting that out. And I thought, no, dear, stop getting above your station. But the trouble is she is Little Miss Princess Tippy-Toes. Did she walk out or did she waddle out? I don't know. Difficult to tell. But anyway, at least Andrew's found somebody to play with now. He's got a new younger companion. Are you talking about me? No, not oh, you. Prince Andrew. Prince Andrew. Yeah, I was wondering, where, where's yeah. this going? Bit first, <laughs> Nice to see you both. I hope you have a... A, a reasonable argument today. Well, we will. I'm sure. I know. I can tell you will actually. All right. Just one plum for you. Okay. They're, I think they're actually British, which makes a change to try and find some fruit now, which is actually right. British. Nice. You know a lot about fruit. I do absolutely. I see you every week, and uh, we'll see you after ten. Thank you, Andrew Pierce. There's a bread out called Genius. 
You get it from the bread section. It's wheat-free and tastes like regular bread. Expensive, though, but my wheat-free friends spare, uh, swear by it. Barbara says, I bought a Vitamix in March at the Ardell Home Exhibition, but I haven't used it yet. I've no idea that these things were, were in so much use, quite clearly, at £400 a tonne. That's why they're, they're cheap. And that's why the presenter on Living World or whatever it is is saying this is the best price because they're reconditioned units. That's what they've done. They obviously take in old ones, recondition them so they, they come out as brand new, but they have been used, but not in this present form. So they, but they have to put down reconditioned. So I'm assuming a new one costs over £500. Linda says, on the Great British Bake Off, it always has Mel and Sue as presenters, but Sue does the bits where she goes around different places. Yes. I, wish, I thought she was based in there. I've lost track of this. It's a very offensive programme to people who don't eat cakes and stuff like that, isn't it? I know a lot of the, uh, a lot of the TV critics today have talked about, you know, well, we, we don't eat cakes. I'm not interested in this. Uh, your free magazine today, OK, has got Stacey Solomon and it's got Hollyoaks Rachel. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Rachel, we've got no idea who you are, but you're in Hollyoaks, so we kind of spare you that one. And Jodie and Keen exclusive, they can't wait for their surprise baby, which is lovely news. You can take them, actually. Take them next door for Johnny. It'd be good for him. And uh, the Sony Vio laptop is the one today that you want in the Steve Allen How Low. OK, this one is uh, packed full of brilliant features. You hear all the problems. This is going to be brand new. This could cheer yourself up. It can make an otherwise dull day seem almost wonderful because uh, it's got 320 gigabytes of hard drive, a built-in webcam, Wi-Fi connectivity. person with the lowest unique bid will win the lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. This hammer's going to come down at 10am this morning. So you've only got 20 minutes to get the bids in. And to play this one, you text Steve... And then your bid in pence. If you think it's going to go 23 pence, you text Steve 23 and send it to treble 821. I think it's going to be £2.18. It's Steve 218 and send it to treble 821. This competition finishes at 10am this morning in 20 minutes' time. You must be over 16. Entries are limited and cost £1.50 plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. You can watch DVDs. You can listen to music, access the internet do just about anything with it. So uh, enjoy that one. Uh, on the subject of Freeview, Paul says, the main reason that many Freeview channels only broadcast for a few hours is lack of space on the UHF frequencies. At the moment, London and many other places still running the analogue service. Oh, that's why. And uh, the phone thing, I, I, I will take everybody's advice on that one. And um, he, he says, uh, really, the old adage is, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So there you go. And I, I will probably... Uh, Stick with what I've got at the moment. The other one is better the devil you know than the devil you don't. Uh, here's the story of the minder Craig who guarded the angst-ridden star and then for his 30 pieces of silver sold her down the river. Absolutely shameful story. Disgraceful. Uh, he says uh, she wouldn't go out. Things turned frosty with Simon. Well, this is somebody who's entrusted. If he came through an agency, I'd be on the phone to the agency and giving them the biggest rollicking you've ever heard in your life. It's absolutely appalling. Craig Balkan was at Cheryl's side during the most turbulent... She trusted him, and he sold her like Judas. Like Judas for his 30 pieces of silver. Ghastly man. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Hope nobody ever employs you ever again. How can you do that to her? She was at her lowest ebb, and you... Fl- oh, God, ghastly person. Ghastly person. Uh, other stories in the uh, paper today. A British explorer mauled in the killer polar bear attack has spoken for the first time. I mean, that must have been the most frightening thing. You must want it all to finish as quickly as possible. Absolutely horrible. Uh, Angelina Jolie. A lot of people wrote, writing into the papers this week saying, disgraceful that they hired a whole train. 
Nothing worse than jealousy. People writing in as the, they hired a whole train to take them and the entourage. The fact it's been going on for years with football teams had nothing to do with it. Some old biddy writes in and goes, it's disgraceful, the carbon footprint. Oh, mind your own business. Grow up, for goodness sake. Uh, one of the X Factor contestants, Kitty, says she wants to jump off a cliff. Well, go jump off a cliff then, dear. Nobody cares. Nobody's in. I think people who've got sort of mental illnesses or people who are slightly fragile shouldn't be put on the television. Really shouldn't. You've got that silly George, silly little girl's blouse. I wonder, did you have a job, George? Answer, he's on holiday at the moment, so probably not. Judge James Pickles left a will of 601,000. But that's, that's probably just the price of a house, isn't it, really? I would think he could live in something like that. He was an oddball. Tracy Emin has paid a secret visit to number 10 to install a famous artwork. It's a neon sign that says more passion. That's an artwork, is it? You can get these done anywhere. Why is that an artwork from Tracy Emin? Always thought she was a bit overhyped, I'm afraid. Uh, TV uh, star Ollie Murs. Have you noticed they're pushing him around everywhere at the moment? They can't get him on enough programmes. Cooking programmes, this programme, that programme. Uh, as long as he doesn't dance or sing, we're fine. Uh, Kevin O'Sullivan talking about Gavin Henson and the 25 bimbos, or 26 if you include him. Here to annoy Peter Andre, X Factor marks the clots. Let's do lunch with Gino and Mel. Let's not, I'm afraid. And celebrity big brother, Jedward Kerry Katona, did the business. 5.1 million, and uh, it's dropping like a stone because I think people have suddenly realised it's not that exciting anymore. When I told my wife I was gay, I thought I'd lose my best friend. She just texted to say, Happy 10th anniversary going to make a film of his life, and this is Gareth Thomas, the rugby star. And the Princess Catherine Bridledon has gone on sale at Hamley's. Here's the Shane Warne doll that Liz Hurley made earlier, and it's a picture of Shane wearing his very gay outfit. And I've worked out what it is that's wrong about his outfits. It's the sunglasses. The sunglasses are completely wrong for his size face. What you've got to do when you go and buy sunglasses is try them on and see if they look right. It's like uh, Johnny... I gave a pair of sunglasses to a few weeks ago because on me they didn't look right. On him, they look fantastic. And, and that's how it works. You need to try sunglasses on. Don't just wear them because they say, oh, these suit you. If, if they don't suit you, you know, then, then you, you can't wear them. And unfortunately, the sunglasses that Shane Warne is wearing do not look right. They don't. Dancing on Ice star Jeremy Edwards practising his wheelbarrow lift as he tries his hand working as a labourer. He's been renovating a suburban garden. It's good, you know, because sometimes actors don't work all the time and they've got to find other things to do. And then, you know, the papers go, oh, so-and-so, so-and-so doesn't got any work. At least he's getting out there doing something. Getting out there, you know, sometimes people go up, sometimes they go down, then it goes sideways, then it goes a little bit pear-shaped. And uh, all in all, all you've got to do is just earn a little bit of cash. Not, not the easiest thing to do half the time, but well done him for actually getting out there. Uh, eight for eight, five. I think, I don't know the book on London. I think the exhibition is at the Museum of London. It's London Then and Now, Diane Burst. Type in Diane Burstein on Amazon and it will, it will throw up the book. OK, simple as that. There you go. See, I solve everybody's problems. Quarter to ten. With the travel, Craig Birchill. Thank you, Steve. And coming into town on the M1, there's a... Certainly can. Petrie's with you today. She'll be upstairs at the moment. She'll be there, getting herself all ready for it. And uh, Andrew and Kevin with you after the news at 10 o'clock this morning. On the LBC Travel Show with Simon Calder from 7 till 9 tonight, another honeymoon tragedy in paradise, this time, as you know, involving a man killed by a shark while swimming in the Seychelles. Our exotic destinations doing enough to warn travellers of the possible dangers. Closer to home, Simon's dream destination is Cape Cod, that delightful curl of New England that's also a celebrity Hideaway. Wherever you're heading, Simon will do his best to cure your holiday headaches. All 
on The Travel Show with Simon Calder this evening from 7 here on LBC 97.3. And don't forget, I'm here at 9 o'clock tonight with In Conversation. Not going to tell you who it is. You have to tune in and find out. It's a good one tonight. Actually, they're always good. They're always good. We don't have bad ones, actually. I'm quite lucky. But a uh, particularly good one tonight. So, 9 o'clock, 8 for 850, uh, Another one here. This is... Uh, you, this Vitamix... Uh, blender is on sale in John Lewis for the seven-year warranty. So what's all this about reconditioned? Because they're selling them on the television reconditioned. You're not washing your ears out and listening, Alan. You must listen more carefully in future. Three out of ten, please see me. Although I suspect maybe not too bright. Uh, I've got two kids and I want to get a couple of laptops. Have a go for our competition. You can get one for, for pennies. The Sony Vio laptop can be yours for absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. It'll, it'll just go down as being fantastic. So you've now only got ten minutes left to get your hands on it. What you've got to do is work out the lowest unique bid, lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Hammer comes down 10am this morning to play. Just text Steve, followed by the bid in pence, and send to 88821. So if you want to bid 99 pence, you text Steve 99, and then send it in a text to 88821. I think it's going to go for 43 pence. You text Steve S-T-E-V-E, 43, and send it to 88821. Competition finishes nine minutes' time. Got to be over 16. Entries are limited and cost £1.50 plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. So get your skates on on that one. There's a woman being evicted by the Queen. Her name is Carol Rhodes. Um, She's got a a Crown Estate property, which she obviously rents. And uh, she's lived there for 31 years. But the Crown Estate are selling a lot of properties... And they want to raise three million quid. I don't know why. They can't be hard up, but property prices have risen. And um, she lost her job at Marlborough Golf Club. Ironically, the next day, the estate agent comes around and goes, you've got to leave uh, because they're, they're selling the property. She thinks she's got a 99-year lease. She won't have because they don't give you that on rented properties at all. And she says, I was flabbergasted and, and I don't want to leave. I'm going to write to the Queen because I'm sure she won't want to know about this. Well, the, you know, they've got people who run the Crown Estate. It's really unfortunate. But if you do rent... Um, they have offered them the chance to buy, but have, unfortunately, you know, if you're living in a million-pound property, there's no chance that you can you can actually buy it at all. So they do have a legal duty to generate an income, and the profits, which have totaled almost £2 billion in the past 10 years, go direct to the treasure, uh, Treasury. So her three-bedroom semi, which is lovely, um, sits in this ancient hamlet of Chisbury, I mean, it looks absolutely delightful. It really does. But she said, you know, it's a disgrace, you know, people being kicked out of their homes. But that's the trouble. If you rent, there is that danger that you can be kicked out of your home. Lovely to see on the television, ghastly Lizzie Cundy, who they now put down as a celebrity commentator. Idiot. Can't bear her. Top earners, we know earlier on, because you were told that uh, it's Hugh Laurie, £423,000 an episode. (laughs) Which is phenomenal, isn't it? When you think somebody's somebody's earning that much money per episode, it just shows how much money there is in a in America, which I think is absolutely amazing. Camilla Tomine today is talking about who's that a picture of? Kim Kardashian. They just look a bit trashy, I'm afraid. The whole Kardashian family. They don't look as though they know how to behave at all. So uh, I put them down as trailer trash. Couldn't care less whether they're not or whether they are. I just think they're a little bit naff. Uh, Britain's facing chaos as twenty tour firms are set to fold. I think you'll have to talk to Simon Calder about that one later on this evening. The mail today, £5 off your shopping at Tesco. Plus, they've got all sorts of deals at Alton Towers, Legoland. And uh, Lord Mandelson making an offer to buy an £8 million house. How on earth does he afford it? 
Lord Mandelson, an £8 million house. We know we've had strange goings-on with, um, with uh, Lord Mandelson and his boyfriend, Ronaldo. But, I mean, an £8 million house. We know he's got strange friends, but, Lord above, £8 million. That's not bad. Uh, alert over the mini cheddars. Oh, I just love a packet of mini cheddars. The makers of McVitie's mini cheddars have launched an investigation after people complained of a burning sensation. It's made by United Biscuits, who you know I used to work for years ago. And, um... They're unusually spicy. United Biscuits spokeswoman insisted there's no health risk, but the company would not be recalling the product. They don't need to. Sources in the food industry said it was scandalous that there'd be no recall. The source said they've had hundreds of complaints and so there's clearly something wrong. I used to love I could eat a whole pack of mini cheddars. And also those other things, those cheesy puffs. Oh, delicious. Really bad for you, but lovely. Um, they received about 350 complaints, but only 10 people have complained of discomfort and blisters. Will it push... United Biscuits into recalling them. I don't know, there must be millions of packets sold. I went to Iceland the other day uh, to go and buy some Angel Delight, because Paul Cooper mentioned Angel Delight. And I thought, well, that sounds... He's off on holiday. He's off on holiday today, later on. Late night flight, off Big Silver Bird, up in Sky, having a nice time. And and I had to buy Angel Delight. And strangely enough, they only do the three flavours. They do strawberry, chocolate or butterscotch, which is the one everybody loves. Everybody loves butterscotch. Can't get enough of it. Um... Other stories of the paper today, Donna Eyre. I don't know what she does, Donna Eyre. She just seems to hang around with sort of rich people, which is quite good. Paul McCartney knows money can't buy him love, so he's giving his American fiancé something far more precious. He's, de- he's dedicating his first ballet, Ocean's Kingdom, to Nancy Chevelle, whom he will reportedly marry this autumn. That's nice, isn't it? There you go. At least you feel she's a bit more trustworthy than the last one. I don't think you need to... Uh, worry about the last one at all and seven high-profile presenters involved in this year's coverage of the Glastonbury Music Festival were given expensive complimentary tickets to pass to their friends among the stars to receive the £200 perk Fern Cotton and Joe Wiley despite the fact they earn at least £200,000 a year each Fern Cotton doubled her salary to two hundred grand after winning the weekday mid-morning slot on Radio 1 from Joe Wiley Never even knew she was on the radio. There you go. Shows how little I know, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, lots of holidays. Holiday, holiday, holidays. And um, you must read that story. Is it because I is well-spoken? This is Ben Douglas in his piece in the, in the Mail today. Uh, other stories quickly. We've only got uh, five minutes left. Five minutes left before we switch the, uh, the lines off for the How Low competition for today. First pictures of uh, poor old Vic Beckham looking a bit miserable about life. Looking quite a bit miserable. She's uh, she's gone. I think she's been fairly quiet since they've had uh, the baby. She's stayed in. I think she's been dieting to make sure that she looks really, really good. Uh, there's a, an Albanian asylum seeker, and um, he's uh, he, he claimed that he was coming here because of torture in his village. As he's also claimed he was a certain age, and they're not too sure about that. But um, he, in fact, is now saying that he wants ball treatment because he can't get a date. We really must be the stupidest country in the entire world. Please, don't even waste your time going there because it will just annoy you, I'm afraid. And the worst and the best places to take your driving test. I've never even thought about it. But apparently the best place is a place called Malague or Argyle. 21.4%. The worst places, Wanstead, Herman Hill, 71.5% fail. You have been warned. So check out that list, which is in the paper today. That's it. I've got to go. I've got to go. Because Andrew and uh, Kevin are waiting, chomping in the wings. I'm back with you tomorrow morning. Don't forget, check out the blog later and the podcast. And you've literally only got three minutes to get your hands on the, uh, 
on the special How Low for today because it is absolutely fantastic and you really want it. I'll just remind you again that we're looking for the lowest unique bid, lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. The person with the lowest unique bid will get it and it will go for, for practically nothing. I mean, they go for ridiculous amounts. So if you think it's going to go for 84 pence, you text Steve, S-T-E-V-E, that's the keyword that triggers it, 84, just in the numbers, in a text and send it to treble eight two one. If you want a beard, £2, 3 pence, it's Steve, then 203, and send it to treble 821. This competition finishes at 10am this morning. Got to be over 16, entries are limited, and cost £1.50 plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. You can watch your DVDs, listen to music, and access the internet on the move. Have yourself a very nice day. It doesn't actually look too bad, does it? Might actually brighten up. Nice cup of coffee will see me off, you know, with a smile on my face. And a shilling in my pocket. I'll leave you in the capable hands of Andrew Pierce and uh, and Kevin. And they're going to be with you arguing, no doubt, about various things. And you can join as well. And Petri's with you a little bit later on this morning. Simon Calder and I'm back at nine this evening for a brand new In Conversation. Thank you for your company this morning. Remember to keep the radio tuned to LBC 97.3. Right, lads, we're trying out a new formation today.